Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Before we start, this talk show is presented by Big Water Cabins. Big Water Cabins are located in Pillager, Minnesota, located just southeast of Brainerd, about 14 miles. No matter the season, the location of this home will always provide entertainment. Close to Brainerd, Nisswa, Gull Lake, Maddens, Craggins, Cuyuna State Park, Mount Skigull, Brainerd International Racetrack, and much, much more. The property lets you take advantage of many activities in the area, including fishing, skiing, biking, hiking, shopping, golfing, snowmobiling, and once again, much, much more. There are five total cabins sitting on four and a half acres. Only two are open until May. That means just two of the cabins being open in the wintertime. The main cabin can easily sleep 10. Cabin number two is one bedroom, queen, one bath, and has a full kitchen and living room. The saloon will be open for, the, for use during the winter months. In the saloon, there is a bar equipped with a mini fridge, pizza oven, dartboard, poker table, other games, and a smart TV. During summer months, all of the cabins are open and the property can sleep up to 20. High-speed internet, Wi-Fi, or high-speed Wi-Fi, sorry, sauna, smart TVs, dartboard, poker table, gas grill, and washer and dryer all available. The property offers privacy and fun. There's so much to do and we love hosting all groups. Whether you're looking for a family reunion, friends getaway trip, team retreat, or work party, all are welcome at Big Water Cabins. Visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water cabins for winter bookings and for summer, spring, fall bookings, visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water getaway. Let's get into the show. Well, if they freed me from this prison, if their railroad train was mine. Can bet I'd move it over a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I'd want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away Episode 11, or episode 10. No, I, I think it was actually um, the last one was 10. Was yeah, the last count one 10? Count them up. Yeah, count them up. Did you go back and count? I counted, because Nate Stenzel was 2. And then... Uh, so the last one was 10, this one's 11. I don't want to be wrong, though. No. I, I quickly did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very good at math, eh? Maybe not. I gotta, I gotta go back to school. <laughs> I don't know, 10 or 11. We lost track. Yeah, but that's important because um, this is season one. Season one, yeah. We're wrapping it up. Yeah. Wrapping up season one for, I don't exactly know how long. I think it'll just transform into more of like a sporadic thing instead of every Sunday releasing an episode. It'll just kind of be more when we can. Yeah. Throughout the summer. Throughout sure. the summer, yeah. every week, every two weeks, whatever whatever we can get in. If we can get two in a week, great. Mm-hmm. If we can't. And just to get some 
like if we get a flow of like a couple like we need to get guests lined up for you know if we have like five in a row then we can do you know then we can do week to week to week but it's right. like you know people are busy people are busy and we kind of scramble for guests i feel like well not, not really like the last it's been probably smooth four since we've we had. started yeah i'd say it's been smooth since and we, started. we have people we definitely want to have on here like on a list it's just been you know scheduled yeah and then you know and summer's coming up there's about a million and a half weddings and you know we're at that age batch parties and bachelorettes you know no one wants to be summer's a summer in minnesota everyone just wants to be on their own time outside not working on the 100%. lake you know we wait so long for this time and it's like you don't want to bother anybody <laughs> like during your summer time <laughs> yeah. you know gosh i can't wait and there will probably be some times where we're not doing anything and it'll be like Let's get together, record a podcast, mm-hmm. and Exclusive just drop. like, dude. Honestly, I really like the podcast that you and I do. Just kind of talking and talking how we do. Me too. Like that one. I'm not gonna say the guest, but the yeah the one we did a couple weeks ago. Yep. I re-listened to that one, and it was so good. I think it was the best one we've done. Oh man, gosh, that bumps me out. Just but, the yeah. flow of the conversation was so good. Mm-hmm. And I was, when we were talking, I was feeling it the whole time. I was like, this is great. Like, you know, it's, and you know, the stories that were being told were very good, but, um, that's an exclusive. That's yeah. a, that one's on the, on the backtrack, but that's yeah. okay. Maybe it'll come out at some point. Maybe. Let's but. hope, but no, I'm excited. I think it's been a fun, you know, it's honestly, for me, it's been more just like, like a learning experience. I know that's weird, but like hearing what other people are doing and like relating it to what you're doing it's kind of refreshing to hear that like you know everyone's going through the same struggles everyone's going through the same you know uh you know tough decisions through their own path but it's like wow like you know people are doing some cool stuff people are doing some cool stuff 20s is kind of a weird time i feel like like we're all really just figuring it out like no one really knows what's going on right we're just like adults now (laughs) (laughs) and you just kind of get thrown into the fire and i don't know it takes a couple years to adjust totally i think so many people are at different stages in life do you even ask like if you even asked your parents like like do you have it figured out do you think they'd say yeah maybe maybe a little bit more than to some degree maybe but i don't think anyone really has it figured out no no there's just so many different phases in life, you know, it's like, you know, look at rigs, look at, you know, you get elementary, you get, like, that seems like so long ago to go back to those days and think like, dang, like, you remember like waiting for the bus and like having a bit, you know, yeah. like, and now we're what, you know, I'm 27, you're 20, 28. you're 28, like, eh, we're, we're a quarter of the way there, you know, if we live to a hundred, but like, but like you said, it feels like forever ago that you were waiting at a bus stop. So, so a quarter long. of the time, I mean, that's we still got a lot of life. Yeah, we still got plenty to go. Right. What's the next Bitcoin? We got to buy. Let's it keep right it now. rocking. <laughs> <laughs> the next Bitcoin is this podcast. Oh, and I love that. Once this thing blows up, I I do think there are some improvements that we can make for season two. Equipment. Equipment for sure. I mean, that's the obvious. Yeah. Um. I think like getting a producer involved. Video? Somehow. Yeah, video would be awesome. Yeah. And then just getting someone who can like actually like, produce it. Edit the video mm-hmm. and and it's not like 
I don't want there to be a whole lot of editing. I want it to be really raw. Right. And like what you see is what you get. But someone, uh, I don't know, sync the audio with the video and so we can put it on YouTube so people can kind of see us. Yeah, I while agree. We're recording it, see what we're doing. Um, I honestly, I think Jackson would be a really good producer. Yeah. Jackson the thing is, Anderson it's the time because it does know. take a while. It takes it's, a while. Especially the video, like incorporating that to everything. So, if, yeah, if he wants to. You know, but that's why I also think we could get a sponsor. I was just going to say, I think we could ask. And we could say, yeah. listen, you know, we're going to beef this thing up a little bit. You know, here's the here's what it costs to say say your name a couple times on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so you're uh, saying to like a company. Yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. pitch it. Like, right. I'd be happy to do that. And Oh, like, I'd sell the crap out of it. Here's Michael. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Is it open? I don't think it's open. I'll go unlock it. Nice. He brought his he brought his guitar too. All right, so we got Michael Scheffler, our guest today. He's uh he's an artist, musical artist. And I'm gonna say hi to him. We'll be back in a second. Dude. Playing covers anymore to be quite honest. I mean some songs I do, but I just I'd rather play my own stuff, you know. Hundred percent. This is what I was working on today. It's called 17. I'll probably fuck up the lyrics, but... That's all right. Start singing along. Of course, it's catchy, so you might... You might catch it by verse 3. <laughs> caught up but I said it's alright now I'm waning in the morning and she calls me just to say I'm a boy could get back now sit it on a flat now let it sink in little did I really know now I say seventeen gone Shady in the fight Could have stopped it But that wouldn't be tight I was stupid, dumb, and young What a poor excuse for wanting some fun Kick it back now, sit it on a flat now Let it sink in, little did I ever know Something in the way she stares I'll 
team gone like me something in the way she says I'm Let's go. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was great. I got through it. Sweet. Ladonia Cerveza in Minneapolis, um, May 31st, 7 to 9 p.m. Michael Let's go. Lane, Date night. Michael Lane live. Fucking free show. Come. Be food, there. Food, dinner, great beer, great atmosphere, great vibes. Love it. That's the part I'm going to put at the beginning. Hell yeah. <laughs> right there. I'm going to clip that part, and I'm going to put it right at the beginning. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so, I was practicing on that one pretty much all day. So, what's that one called? Seventeen. I was gonna okay. 17. I was gonna guess, but I didn't want to like. Yep. Just seventeen the, uh, 17. the year or seventeen the age. The age. The age. Yes. Okay. So literally the number seventeen. Um, yes, the age. The age seventeen. So yeah, the lyrics are kind of obviously about a girl, um, and I, I think it speaks to kind of like the innocence of being a child but like you know yeah you're 18 you're an adult you know so on and so forth you're a child or whatever and you you know you're young you're innocent and and you you you're stupid i had that one line in there well i was stupid dumb and young but what a poor excuse for wanting some fun um you know and it's like i'm 30 in may right so i'm 30 in two weeks here Congrats. Thanks, man. That's big. Oh, dude, Dirty 30. You made yeah. it. I, dude, I made it. Um, <laughs> I made it. Um, and, yeah, you know, so I, I literally, I wrote that song probably like a week ago, and I was kind of like reflecting on just, yeah, turning 30. And, you know, I, I mean, yeah, how cool would it be to like be able to go back and be 17 again, you know? But, again, it's like, you know, you're, you're 17. You don't really know anything at that age you're kind of a stupid young and dumb kid and you do shit and you do dumb shit and obviously i can relate it to you know the things and the dumb shit that i did in in my life whether it be with a girlfriend or whatever you know so that's kind of where the song stemmed from was just it was it's almost like an apology to whoever i'm talking to like you know bring me back to 17 so maybe i can change it you know or maybe i can redo it like do things different yeah, yeah. I do things different. like you know I'm, i can reflect like hindsight's 2020 you can reflect like dude just just take me back to 17 like you know how awesome would that be and or or it would be awesome you know yeah i would you know right dude take her back to 17 if anything because you know what type of innocence did she lose because of me you know kind of kind of thing so that's the type of reflection i think that comes out of that song so must be a pretty special gal you're talking about. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, I can I can certainly pertain it to a number of them. You know, I was not, I was not the, uh, I was, I, I, you know, you could say I was somewhat of a womanizer back in my days, but um, I'm not proud of it. You know, I mean, I grew out of those kind of, 
I don't, I don't know. I grew out of those relationships. Yeah, totally, yeah. You know, I mean, you grow as a person every single time you come in and out of a relationship. And I had plenty of relationships in high school and in college. Um, and, and some, some, you know, some things I regret heavily, some things I don't, some things were for the better, some things were for the worst. Like, you know, I learned a shit ton about myself in every relationship that I was in. Um, and hopefully, you know, like we were just talking about Elisa, like hopefully it's, hopefully this is the one, man. Like, I, you know, that's kind of the plan. Uh, <laughs> we hope so too. You guys yeah, are great dude. together. No, thank you, man. I mean, we dated before. So um, I, I think in many ways, what's nice about this time, you know, I guess it's like a second chance, you know, and that, that was when we did get back together, it was kind of what I what I felt so attached to was the fact that she was like willing to give me a second chance in that sense, because the first time around with her, even my God, like I was a fucking scoundrel, you know, I was, that, that song could probably be about her if you really look at it. Cause that's shit. what I thought it was about. Well, dude, <laughs> was honestly, man, revelation on it. Honestly, quite honestly, I mean, we were, we were dating when I was, when she was 17. Um, and I was 18. So, oh my God, I mean, I didn't even really put that two together. There you go. <laughs> Until now. So, <laughs> shit, thanks, Mitch. <laughs> thanks for telling me, you know, what my song's about. Like, Dude, awesome. Cool. I'm, I'm with that. But that's true, though. Like, uh, yeah, it's, we were, we were dating. And then, obviously, you know, I was going to college and, and yeah, plenty of things that I regret coming out of that relationship. Um but nothing that, you know, you can't learn from and you can't grow from. That's the biggest part of it. You know, you can't dwell on the past. That's part of it, too. You know, and part of that song is, part of that song is like, okay, yeah, I wish I could go back to 17, but you can't. You, know, you just got to move on. <laughs> sure. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to grow from it. So. so how long have you been writing your own music for? Dude, I've been writing, like, I, I'd, I'd written, I, I guess I've been writing music since like middle school high school um at first i you could say that i mean you could say it's been that long um because me and my buddies like when we were in early high school middle school we would just like sit around and like write funny songs you know and like i knew how to play the guitar i've been playing the guitar since i was 11 so um you know i i just i knew how to play the guitar and i knew what chord progressions were and things like that and and then, like I said, we would write funny joke songs about, you know, stupid shit. Um, but and I think I still have some of those lyrics, and those might come out of... Those are the ones we want to hear. Yeah, All that right. sounds like okay, some weird Al Yankovic <laughs> Dude, yes. Yes, man. Those are some... Yeah, there's some, there's some crazy shit with some of those songs. Um, but, you know, yeah, no, nothing, nothing I'm ashamed of, I guess, in that sense. Um, those, those definitely need to make, make their way out. <laughs> Before I answer your question more seriously, side note, our, it was me. I don't know if you remember Jordan Strank. I recognize that. Um, Nick Johnson. Do you remember Nick Jordan Johnson? Strank, did he play hockey? No, he played football, and he was okay. a swimmer. Um, it was me, him, Nick Johnson, and... Brian Langham, shout out to all those dudes. Urban Slugs was our like boy band <laughs> slash like rap group name. <laughs> like, that's, that's a good, good name. name. It's a great name. Urban dude. Slugs. Urban Slugs, yeah. dude. 
Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll be bringing that back sometime soon. We need hopefully. some merch. <laughs> yeah, Dude, huge. yeah. Um, you could definitely cook up some good merch with that. Urban slugs? Oh, that'll yeah. sell. And I think Brian at the time, like, that's when he was getting into, like, graphic design. And I I don't know if he made anything for us or not. But there are definitely some pictures out on Facebook of the urban slugs in their, in their prime. Um, <laughs> I might have to go search those and send a deal or something. Because, <laughs> yeah, those are, those are golden. That's gold material right there. Um, but like seriously though, I started writing music like seriously as an outlet in college. Um, I was a football player. I played at St. Thomas for a year and a half and my sophomore year I ruptured my Achilles tendon uh, during practice. And for the last, you know, since that moment for the last five, six years, football was pretty much my life. You know, I mean, that's what I dedicated my life to at that time. Um, and it was a complete 180. You know, I was done with football. I was crippled for two years. Um, it was a really tough time for me. Like, I, I mean, I became incredibly depressed. You know, that was, college was one of probably the darkest times of my life, just really single-handedly based off of that moment because it was a complete 180 for me. And I had no fucking clue what I was going to do, right? Um, I was lost completely. And so what I did was I just grabbed my guitar. I mean, I was I was sitting down, you know, I've had to sit most of my day, like, and I just wrote and I started really actually taking my, my mental state and my mental, you know, my mental capacity, like seriously. Um, that's when I went, that's actually when I started to go to therapy too. I went to therapy for like two years in college because I was so fucking depressed. And, but then I found music as like a huge outlet. And then from then on, it was like, dude, this is, I'd always loved music and I'd always loved being artistic growing up, but it was just never something that was like feasible or, or let alone like something that I was like proud of, you know, that I, that I knew that I like was relatively talented at, you know, I mean, I was always a, decent athlete but I never really excelled at anything else other than like art and music um, and being creative and when I started to write music and when I started to perform I got such a positive affirmation from that and it was one of the first times in my life that I'd ever really gotten like a huge positive affirmation um, from it you know I, I mean you know, not to get like too weirdly personal, but like, you know, my father was never like really um, encouraging of that type of lifestyle growing up. I mean, I mean, having a real job was what, you know, he always taught me to do and like music and art and being creative was just never like a reality for me. It was never instilled within me that like, you know, one, you can make money off of it you don't have to be famous. Like you can make money off of it in different ways. Like you don't have to be a freaking Justin Bieber pop star to like be successful in the realm of creativity. Like you can write music, you can sell your music, you can get placements, you know, you can just perform, like you can just be on stage and you can be making money, like making tips or whatever, you know? And I think I would have put so much more time and effort into actually honing in on some of that like creative trade like earlier on in my life and um you know if it if it was more encouraged from you know somebody like my dad like or and and, and not so discouraged my mom was always really good about like kind of to push music on me she she was the one who forced me to play guitar and that was the best thing she ever did for me 
I was 11 when I started playing and she's like, you are going to learn to play the guitar. You're going to, I'm going to force you. I'm going to lock you in your room. You're going to learn how to play this because it's going to benefit you someday, you know, whether it does now or whether it does down the road. Who doesn't want to know how to play guitar? Like, that's the coolest thing ever. Well, yeah. 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 And, and, and you just crush it. That was very, well, thank yeah, you, man. you crushed that. Yeah, you're so good. Thank you, dude. I, I, I do. <laughs> Positive affirmations thank you. coming thank at you. you. I appreciate that, man. I do. I yeah, really I think, do. Yeah, we, be, we believe in you. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, I, after that live set, that was dude, so good. Thank you. That was so good. No, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I, like I said, it's, it's something that to me has always... I've always felt like I've been relatively just good at it. Like, you know, I think part of life is being self-aware and knowing your talents, right? I don't, I don't think it's, you know, it's not arrogant. It's not, it's not too prideful to be like, yeah, I'm actually good at something. Like, I'm good at something. I know I'm good at it. I can perform well at it. Um, and and that's good. I think that's important to know what you're good at in life because Heck if you yeah, don't, then you're lost and you, you don't have anything to be passionate about or pursue. So um, for me, it did take a little bit, you know, to get to that point of where it's like, yeah, you know, I can I can write a four chord pop song that people dig, you know, and like I, I understand why not only can I do it, but like I understand why people gravitate towards like the music that they gravitate towards, you know, it's a science, dude. Like, like music is just, it's, it's the science of sound, right? It's the science of vibration, right? It's, it's, it's literally just sounds and vibration that we as humans enjoy listening to. I mean, there are certain sounds in this world that are pleasant to the ear and there are certain sounds that are not pleasant to the ear. So when you collect all of those nice sounds, that's essentially what music is, you know? I mean, it's just a collection of sounds that we enjoy listening to. And there's a reason for that, you know, obviously with like harmony and, you know, just certain ways and like, you know, certain key tones and things like that and certain other frequencies. I mean, it's, it's frequencies and sound waves and, you know, not to get too, cre you know, you know, critical with it, but it's like, and, and crazy with it, but yeah, I mean, it, it is more of a science and it's, it's a technicality than anything. Um, and you can study that type of stuff. I mean, you can, you, can, you can read and you can study why people like the key of C, you know, why. Right. What, and yeah, G, like, the right, two exactly. most popular keys. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Exactly. What is the three chords you can play almost? In? It's like C, G, D or something. C, G, and D, yeah. 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 You know, and it was like, like a one, five, four, five progression is, is pretty much any type of pop song. Like any pop song that you hear, anything with a catchy melody where you're having um, some type of repetitive chord progression and then you're laying over a melody on top of that with it fit, that fits within the scale of those chords um, and then you just go up a couple semitones to actually create that, those layers of melodies, i.e. like a chorus and a, a, a verse, it, it's, it's, it's mathematic more than anything. Um, and, and again, to me, that's kind of science. And when you put it all and when you, you know, when you showcase it all statistically, it's like, yeah, dude, like there's a reason as to why John Lennon Imagine is in the key of C, right? There's a reason as to why um, any other popular song you've probably heard of falls in that same category of a one, five, four, five progression or a one, five, sixth minor progression. You know, minor chord gives you a little bit of a sadness to it, right? It's a little bit of an ominous, like, you know, or, or an ad nine gives you a little bit of like a mysterious type of feel. 
or a seven gives you a little bit of kind of like a shiny, ooh, like that's a, you know, it's another, you know, it's a seventh harmony. Like, you know, there, there, there's just, there's technicality to it. And there's, there's, like I said, there's kind of science and, and technicality to it, which for me affirms me that I like, at least I know what I'm talking about, you know, and then you kind of start adding on more creative aspects of it. But, um, yeah, dude, like, are, are you an accountant? Mm-hmm. I was gonna, that's such a fascinating way to like think about yeah. music in the right, dude. Yeah. And that's the crazy part about this too is Anal- it's like analytical, right? Dude. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very mathematic. It's very block like, you know. I mean, when I write a song like that, when you were talking about the math and the science, yeah, I was like, he's an accountant, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah. it's a unique way to look at things, and yeah, it's, it's right. funny to hear you say it because, like, for me, I've never. I mean, I don't think about music that way. Like, I'm not, yeah. but that's. It's That's just, your creative side and your awesome. technical side, like coming together with the math being more of the technical side and science being more yeah, of the creative dude. side. Yeah. And that's the beauty in it is it's like, sure, I mean, people listen to music and that they feel it. Like, that's the crazy part about music to me is like music, I define music as literally just emotional expression, right? Like, you are making somebody literally feel a certain way. But the beauty behind it for me, again, is, is it's, it's not just the experience because, yeah, the experience is, is, I think, half of it. But if you understand where it's coming from, you know, it's, it's coming from a technical basis. It's, it obviously is coming from a creative basis and obviously some type of inspiration. But there's a saying in this world that I really I love, especially when it comes to music. It's there's no such thing as an original thought. Think about it. I mean, it's very philosophical, right? I mean, it's kind of godlike in the sense. But you're right, dude. There's no such thing as an original thought. Like everything that you've taken in from birth has been somebody else's thought, right? Like we are a product of our environment. So you've taken information from birth. It always has come from somewhere, right? And there's, you know, there, there's obviously philosophical and like religious theory about like, okay, you know, you you have like an original thought, right? And that's you know for another time, but. I mean, we can get into it. No, that was like really that. actually fascinating <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about, is there, in my head, I'm like, is there no original thoughts? That seems ridiculous. Like, but, but then when you yeah, said, you, when you're born, you're only, you only know what you've seen and you know. Right. Like, you're told everything you're that you know. You're a your own experiences. You know, yeah. yeah. And everything that you experience is something else. Like, it, it, it is an experience. Like, it's, it's, it's nature versus nurture, right? Like, sure, you have your your nature side, but your nurture side is everything that you really know or everything that you're taught in life, right? Um, and that all comes from somewhere, whether it's your parents or whether it's the TV that you watch, you know, I mean, or a book that you read, all of that data that you that you sink in, that, that you take in and that you let sink in, that your brain processes, literally, like, that comes from somewhere else and it comes from some other person's idea or some other person's thought, right? So when it comes to like music, I kind of, I I definitely apply that in the sense of like, okay, yeah, there's creativeness to it, but there's always some type of inspiration, right? So, you know, you always kind of have, like there's no such thing as original thought in like the sense that all of my creative ideas are coming from somewhere, you know, they, they might come to me in inspiration and I might think, oh my God, like I just came up with this awesome melody. But really, if you kind of think about it and if you, if you put it down to, like I said, the science behind like where these ideas come from, you know, it, it's not that original. 
And then also, if you look at it from like a technical standpoint, it's like, yeah, dude, like most songs on the radio, most songs, like most songs that I've ever hit like top charts, they're literally the same song. They're just structured slightly differently. Kind of like I was saying, like, exactly different lyrics, a note here, a note there, but they all have an upward projecting, you know, uh, melody which is kind of like that catchy swing, right? They all have, you know, a, a, a very common chord progression. And they're usually only like 12 notes at most, you know? And they're repetitive too, mm-hmm. because, you know, repetition kind of creates that sense of like catchiness, right? You can catch that melody. That's where, you know, that's where the term catchiness comes from is like, oh, I know what to predict, right? I can actually catch that. I know where it's going, right? Like I can catch it. I know where it's going because I've already heard that melody within that song probably two or three times, you know, by minute one and a half. Yeah. Come the third chorus, I can sing along with that song, right? And that's what they want. They want you to get addicted exactly. to it and listen to it as much as possible exactly. until you're burnt out. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like a. I feel like a rat. You know, just go back for the the button, right? You yeah. Know, click the button. Coke or food, Coke or food. <laughs> Even like you saying an original thought, like I was told everything. It makes me think I, like I have no, you know, ever you can put that to any aspect in life almost, like not just alone music, but. Dude, you are there, can. Are there, um, really though. Are yeah. there some artists that like inspire you? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. And, it, and it's like, it's always kind of, at first, you know, yeah, Kind of going off the backs of what I just said. I think you have to come to grips with that, truly. There, there's always going to be that person who's like, dude, I don't sound like anybody else. Like, I'm totally original. Like, uh, uh, and, and and maybe, sure, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think people have certain original sounds and, and maybe. Um, I think people sound unique in that sense. But, yeah, dude, I, I mean, I stem from pretty much everybody who I grew up listening to. The first song I ever learned on guitar was James Taylor, Blossom, uh, off his Sweet Baby James album. Great album, if you've never heard it. Probably one of the best acoustic pop albums out there. Um, shout out James Taylor. Shout out listening. James Taylor, man. He's still alive, so you know he's a fucking legend. Um, and yeah, dude, my mom... My mom told me about that song because my mom was like, that was the first song that a boy friend ever sang for me. And I love that song. I was like, okay, cool. And also, side note, she convinced me to play the guitar because she told me that girls would like me because of it. So, again, thanks, mom. Cool. Um, Was she right? Oh, she was right. She was right. And that kind of brings me back to also what I started off with this thing saying of, you know, yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you it definitely helped in that realm. Yeah. yeah, it definitely helped in that realm, but it also, you know, in some cases hurt me. Um, but, yeah, going back to that, like, James Taylor, dude. James Taylor, John Mayer. John Mayer is probably my favorite artist. He shreds. That's what I he, I mean, you're, shreds. He shreds yeah. hard. I've yeah. never seen someone shred so hard. Man I would crush, say that's what a sure. lot of your music sounds like. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah. I, I love, if, if people compare me to John Mayer, I'd be like, thank you. Like, <laughs> dude, totally. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> because I, I admire the heck out of that man. He is one of the greatest guitar players, if not arguably, like, the greatest guitar player. I mean, Hendrix and, and everybody else, they're up there, too. But, 
I, I would definitely say that John Mayer is definitely one of the best guitar players of all time. Um, yeah, I don't I particularly that's a fair yeah, statement. Right. Very yeah. fair. I don't yeah. think too many people that play guitar would argue that. No, yeah, exactly. And that's, I, I think, yeah, I think if you really know guitar and if you really know the types of stuff that he's doing on the guitar, um, it, yeah, there's just no question. And again, you so know, complex. Yeah, incredibly complex. He, 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 he himself, like, I've seen him do things that I've never seen other fucking guitar players do and that to me is alone just like sets him above head over heels you know most people one of my favorite one of my favorite albums of all time and i think one of the best i think one of the best live albums of all time arguably i would argue this is his where the light is album if you haven't heard it um, you've probably heard a couple songs off of it, like I Free Fallen. That's, I think that's the second time that album has been shouted out on this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Nate shouted it out in the second episode. Did he? The, yeah, I think that. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. It's that Dude. good. Oh, my God. So, it, it, like I said, it, it might be. I would argue that that is the best live album in existence, to, like to date. Um, it might not be the best album. Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. Come on. Oh my god. No, I'm dude. kidding. Well, here's okay, here's the thing. <laughs> That's a cover on you, that. You, you, you just, I love you just hit Johnny a heartstring with me too. I was gonna ask you, your voice Johnny is Cash like... is right there up there with me. Like yeah. my my top five artists and like I, I like going kind of on the lines of like influence is John Mayer, uh James Taylor, Johnny Cash. Dude, for sure. Come on. Like bro. right up there. That's like, my guy. When I was in college, again, dark time in my life. But when I was in college, that's when I really got into uh uh, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, and I also got into opera very heavily in college. Which you know, if you've never listened to like Andre Bocelli, he's a classic opera singer. Louis uh, Luciano Pavarotti, one of the f- fucking greats, dude. Um, I would get stoned out of my mind, and I would just listen to opera. I would light candles everywhere, and in my fucking bedroom. sounds euphoric. Oh, dude, it's great! Yeah, <laughs> great time, great time. People would be going out partying on Saturday night. I'd be stoned in my bedroom listening to opera. Uh, I'm good, guys. I'm I'm busy tonight. Yeah, yeah dude, it was awesome. I'd pot box the shit out of my fucking apartment. Uh, just melting candles. Um, great times, great times. But I did Johnny Cash. Um, that is a great album. That is a great live album. And it, it certainly it certainly contends, I think. Um, just, I think... The story. The, uh, dude, it's a very iconic album. Yeah, it like, is. Yeah, dude. It's an incredibly iconic album. And, um, you know, you could definitely argue that that's probably one of the best. But if you listen, if you do listen to Where the Light Is, watch. Certainly just listen to it if you if you can just listen to it. But try to watch it live um, because the way that he sets it up, it's kind of like a documentary in that sense. Um, and that's, I think, what also makes it really, really cool. He kind of goes back and forth of like, you know, how he builds up to the show and then he'll go in and out of like, you know, like I said, it's kind of like a documentary type style um, show. But just the album in itself, dude, like, I, I mean, you, you've never you've never heard a guitar player play like that like uh, until you've heard that album i mean he does everything in from he does everything under the sun um from you know like eric clapton covers the cool thing about john mayer too is he started doing this like on his third or fourth album um he started covering like like 
low key. He, yeah. he throws a cover on every single album. And it's usually some iconic guitar player that's influenced him. And um, a couple of his greatest songs, uh, like Bold as Love, I don't know if you've heard, you know, Boldest Love. That's one of his, I think, one of his best songs. That's a that's a low-key kind of under-the-cut Jimi Hendrix song. And I think he does it better than Jimi Hendrix, quite frankly. Um, but he'll do, like, an Eric Clapton cover, I think, too. I think he does an Eric Clapton cover in there. Um, he did a Bruce Springsteen cover, which was awesome. Um, but, like I said, dude, I, I mean, his guitar playing in that, you know, he, he, he bends he bends harmonics. He he plays, you know, with the feedback like Jimi Hendrix did, like the first time anybody ever played like with the feedback of an electric guitar. That was like super iconic when Jimi Hendrix did that back in the seventies. People were like, what the fuck is he doing? Like he's <laughs> he's making, you know, obviously Jimi Hendrix performance of the uh, national anthem at Woodstock. If you've never heard that, listen to that. That's crazy. I mean, he paints this picture of a war zone with a guitar and like the way that he. Literally, he like he controls the feedback of an amp and electric guitar. Dude, it's crazy, you know. So, John Mayer will throw that in there. It's almost like a there. pre-workout. Listening to the national anthem by oh my Jimmy Hendrix. That'll fire you up. Heck yes, yeah. it will, dude. It will. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, anything that he's on or you're on at the time just would probably blow your mind even more. So, um, but yeah, dude, if you ever want to have a crazy musical experience, anybody who's listening. Yeah, dude, listen to John Mayer, Where the Light Is, because that's that album changed my life. Um, I was obsessed with that album when it came out in high school, and that really, truly solidified like that John Mayer was my favorite artist of all time, and to this day. So like, do you think you'll ever create an album? I, th- I know you have a few songs yeah, on Spotify, dude. right? Absolutely, man. It, it would be... I gotta say your your cover of uh, Tango La Camisa Negra, thank dude, you. great! I thought it was amazing, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's really awesome, good. Man. Thank you, man. I'm your happy Spanish like is it. solid, dude. I'm happy that to like it. That brought me back. Thank you. <laughs> to like ninth thank grade you, Spanish. bro. Thank you. That's yeah. exactly why I did that too. Okay. <laughs> that was a great because song. Because yeah, there's there's a backstory behind that. Um, again, shout out Miss Brockman for this one if she's listening. Um, we'll send it to her. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll send it to her. Um, Shout out Ms. Brockman because, you know, I, yeah, I took Spanish in, in high school and we would sing that song. Oh, we would too. We would sing oh, that yeah. song. You'd like and warm up with it. Exactly. Like that was, and, and, and that was a very good way to teach yourself the Spanish language. Makes it fun. And I yeah. never really thought of that. Like, you know, okay, yeah. Like I, I've, I've heard stories of that in the past of like how people have taught themselves a separate, like a second language. And yeah, you know. One of my buddies' moms who, you know, came here from Argentina, she didn't know a lick of English and she taught herself English by literally watching like Sesame Street, I think it was. You know, I thought as, you were going to say a, the John Mayer album. And I was going <laughs> to lose it. Full circle. Um, but she like, you know, I mean, it's like that's, that's the crazy part Healing. about it. And... But yeah, dude, thank you for that. I, I love that song. That's a huge... That's a huge... Um, that's a huge, like, nostalgic song for me. And there is there is a part of me that kind of has a weird, you know, personal connection to the Spanish-speaking language and the Spanish culture in general. Like, not only, 
you know, what, okay, I mean, sure, you know, I, I was taught Spanish in high school and I, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, I had a great aunt who um, was Spanish-speaking. And she married in my my great uncle. Um, you know, he was in the Navy. And when he was, um, when he was deployed, they met. She came back. And she actually you know, kind of going off the, the, the backs of that and just some of the history of why I, I love that song, why I chose that song. And also why I go kind of by the username of Michelangelo was that's what she called me. She would always call me Miguel. And she would always say, oh my, oh like, oh Miguel, you're so handsome, you're so handsome. <laughs> you know, you're so, you're so talented, Miguel. And, and um, you're, you're like a little Michelangelo, you know? <laughs> and that's what she would call me. And that's where I got that. So a lot, you know, if you look at the way that I kind of present myself from an artistic standpoint, like my, my artist name is, is Michael Lane. Lane is my middle name. Um, and it's Lane is actually my great uncle, his, his last name. So her name was Lane when they got married. And so my middle name became Lane. And then she would call me Michelangelo, Miguel Michelangelo, um, and if you look at the way that I spell Michelangelo, which is, you know, this is kind of a, a spoiler for everybody if you haven't figured this out already. But if you look at the name, if you look at the way that I spell Michelangelo, Michael Lane is, is fit in there. And that's why I spell it that way. It's M-I-C-H-A-E. Michelangelo. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, so it's, it's Michelangelo. That's so it's kind of It's kind of descriptive. It, it, yeah, it's it's very it's kind of you know decryptive in that sense. Um, but that's dude, that's where that's where it all comes from. And 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 again, dude, I'm happy that you like that one because I really did. I really did try to do it justice. Um, and I studied that song for like two or three days, like really heavily before I did it because I didn't want to fucking botch it. You know, I didn't want people to think that I was like, you know, why the fuck is this? you know, do doing a fucking Spanish speaking song. Like there's definitely, cause you like it. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's heartfelt. Like that's, I do. I love it. I like it. I love that culture. I love Spanish speaking culture. I love Spanish culture. I love everything about that. And there's history within my family. Um, and, and just personally, like, especially with that song and, and, and with that song specifically, um, you know, it it, it, it it for me it was a way that I could maybe connect with other people, you know, that, that have experienced that song, like that know that song, you know. Because again, it was like I knew that when I did that song, people at Osseo would be like, Oh, bro, like that's a song that we freaking learned. Everyone in, knows in that class song. That's with, like uh, everyone in exactly. District two seventy nine. It's like the fifty dude. nifty exactly. United States almost. Exactly. Like everyone knows you know? the black shirt in Spanish. Right? Exactly. Tango and, 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 yep. and the lyrics. I have are, a black shirt. I, have a black I wear a black shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. I exactly. wear a black shirt. Oh, I wear yeah. a black shirt. What's the uh the lyrics English are translation? The English trans dude, and that's the thing, is the lyrics are really, really cool. The 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 lyrics are essentially I thought I, it was I have a black shirt. No, it's I wear. Tango, uh, la camisa, yeah, and I wear a black shirt. Because ten, tener is, that must be to wear, or is that to have? Um, Tango, well, okay, now you're, now you're actually making me second guess it. Um, I think it's I have a black shirt. I wear a black. I wear a black shirt at night. I the metaphor. The metaphor is essentially that he's he's wearing a black shirt, and it might be that he. I mean. You know, translated it, it might be I have a black shirt. We can obviously Google that. Um, 
you know, we probably want to ask well, a fluent speaking Spanish person yeah. to really, or really understand it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it, essentially it's like, I, I have a black shirt on because I'm, my heart is broken. Like, it's like, it's like a sign of death. It's mm. like a sign of like heartbreak. And it's like a sign of, um, you know, I, I, I wear the black shirt because she broke my heart. And, um, there's a line in there that's, um, like I, I drink from her venom, and like it, it's it, the, the lyrics are, are really actually quite dark um, and sad and kind of depressing because he's talking about this girl who basically broke his heart and she's just like an awful, you know, woman. And like, you know, she's, you know, she broke his heart and she's like, you know, doing bad things and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a breakup song in it's, in it's, in its entirety. You covered um, it great. Thanks for that. I, I tried to make it like, I was playing it while I was cooking dinner last night. Oh, just that we were, I was listening through everything. Heck yeah. And Megan comes in and she starts kind of bobbing to it. She's like, wait, this is the... She started recognizing the song. I was like, you know who this is? <laughs> I, I tried to. <laughs> said, Meg, this is Michael Lane. I'm talking to him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. She was Thank pumped. You. Thanks yeah. for the spin. I appreciate that. Um, the, 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 the fan base loved that one. That's actually one of my more popular ones. It's um, number one. It is on there. It is. It's number on one on my Spotify. Dude, you crushed it. Well, in my like in my on my portfolio, yeah, okay. it's like the number one song that people listen to because it actually gained some pretty decent track. I put out a um, like a little, I don't know, you could call it like a canvas video. It wasn't like a lyric video, but it was just a full length, you know, video like an animation video on Facebook, and yeah, dude, it, it actually gained some some decent traction in like the Spanish speaking countries. Um, really? I got like 250,000 views on it. What? Yeah. Yeah. 250,000. Yeah. Yeah. I got like a hundred and, uh, I got like a thousand and five hundred likes on it. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. They fucking love it, dude. Spanish. Yeah. I, I mean, they yeah. double down and their yeah. support. I mean, that's what's the next, what's the next Spanish song? Dude. Well, it's funny that you say that because even before I covered that song, um, there's a song that I wrote, Again, a breakup song. Um, and there's obviously some connection with why I chose Spanish-speaking lyrics. But um, there's a song that I wrote, which is a breakup song that is relatively near and dear to my heart. And it's one of my better songs, I would consider, that that has some Spanish, uh, some Spanish lyrics in it. Um, and it was before I ever, like I said, ever I wrote that song or before I ever covered that song. Um, and the line in it is, is really quite beautiful if you translate it. And if I translate it correctly, it's, 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 um, and I got to think about what I'm, what I'm saying. Cause I say it in, in, in rhythm. Um, you can whole, sing it if you want. Well, yeah, let me, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, what, yeah. <laughs> you got the guitar right there. Yeah, dude, where'd my pick go? Is my pick on the table? Nick probably stole it. To yeah, it as a, no, I, I took it. Be, it. Can you sign it? Somewhere. I do. I can. Picks are so easy to lose. <laughs> I, keep, I lose them. Oh, there it is. Perfect. Okay. So right this time, uh, I was holding it. I stole it. But then I blamed it on you. That's you just did. the kind of guy. You, you guys can keep it anyways. <laughs> I, I'll sign. I take the fall. <laughs> um, Classic. Let's see here. What kind of guitar is that, by the way? Dude, this is a Seagull. Okay. Seagull, that thing's sweet. Yeah, man. Um, you tore it. You tore it up. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely, I've given her some hell. Um, as I say, heavily used and slightly abused, just the way that she likes it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man, this was my second guitar that I got. The first guitar I ever got was just your basic $150 Fender. Uh, I still have it, it's up on my wall. But this one, once once my mom realized that I was like serious and that I actually learned how to play, this is what I got for my birthday. Um, I believe when I was like 13, I got this guitar. So I've had this bad boy. She's been around. She's been around, man. She's been through hell. Um, I had to, I had to fix the uh, the the bridge in the saddle, because um, that was separating one time. Um, I had a little bit of, I had a little bit of uh, disconnect here on the neck. Back in college, this you know you can obviously see just like you said the wear and tear. Um, you can tell you've had it since you were 13. Yeah, you know, I need a new pickup in this. <laughs> oh, there's the duct oh, yeah, tape. The I was like, tape. there's yeah. got to be duct That's tape on this thing. Uh, <laughs> this is, where's the duct tape? <laughs> this, need, this is what's next needs to be fixed. Um, that adds to the sound, I think. That, that's that, Some static, for sure. Oh, yeah. A little bit of static. <laughs> a little character. Um, this was fixed. My plug-in was definitely fixed. But what's cool about this guitar... Got a little duct tape. <laughs> dude, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of duct tape. <laughs> Um, that that stuff saves lives. It does. It does. You can do anything with duct tape. Seriously. You can. Yeah. You ever seen the Red Green Show? Remember the Red Green Show? No. Okay. Well. Does he talk about duct tape? Every every episode, <laughs> and obviously we digress, but every episode, he like makes something very intricate and like out of just straight up duct tape, like. You have to Google it. Just like, like boats and when, whenever you can remember, yeah. whenever you're going down the YouTube wormhole, just Google Red Green Show duct tape. And I <laughs> guarantee you, you will get a plethora of videos of where Red Green makes crazy shit out of duct tape. Um, <laughs> and it works. I will probably go down that I used, wormhole. At I some used point. to watch that big when YouTube I was a guy. kid. Exactly, dude. I used to watch it when I was a kid because I didn't have cable. So it was on like TPS2. Um, great show, but Siegel Canadian made shout out to the North. Um, this is a great guitar. What's cool about this guitar is it has two pickups in it. It has your standard, um, aux pickup. So there's a microphone in here that's picking up the sound as it comes through here is the, in the body. body. Yep. And then there's this one too. Yes. I saw and, that one. And you can turn that on and off. Um, so you don't have to use that always, but this guitar specifically is really good for like finger style guitar. It's got a little bit of a wider neck so you can, you know, you can control, you're not hitting, you have a little bit of more of a dexterity with your fingers because of the wider neck, how separated the strings are. Um, it's a little bit more of a twangier sound. Um, uh, and it's, it's a, it's a little bit more separated. It's not as full in that sense. Not that that's a bad thing. Like... I have a Martin that has a really thin neck and it's got a really full, just kind of tight, almost like a compressed sound. But like mm -hmm. with this, you can really hear each individual string quite nicely. Um, I use elixirs on this bad boy. Um, <laughs> you gotta use elixirs. You gotta use elixirs, Elixirs man. are the best. I mean, yes, they are. You know, some, some guitars... Best bang for your buck. Exactly. Some guitars you, you might... Okay, what's elixir? 
It's just the a string. type of string. It's the type of string. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's a good question. I was going to say. It's a type of string. Can't just, mm-hmm. Yeah, people probably don't it sounds know like a, It sounds like, like a potion that you put on like a dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like an elixir. Well, yeah. yeah that's, what it, that's what I'm thinking over here. I think they call it elixir because it's, <laughs> Who it's makes coated it? in something, you know. No, it's I coated it. in like a, right. like a, like a, I don't know, like an elixir. It's coated. But, um, yeah, man, Seagull, great guitar. It's got the notch, the cutout, so you can actually get up here if you want to and, and, and go crazy with it. You know, you have your EQ. Um, Very nice. But this thing... Yeah, I think you were going to play that Spanish yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I was. Going right now. now that we've met the guitar. Okay. So, or, yeah, you don't have to play the whole thing. You, still you were trying to think of the lyric. Let me, let me get or maybe people want to hear the whole thing. First two verses, and I don't know. So clean. The last, the last note is kind of hard to hit, so um, I, won't, I won't get it's too crazy. G. It's gonna yep. be so cool. This is uh, G C. G C D. Well, it's we're just talking, and then there's a little music. And yeah. We'll talk a little more. Hopefully, the mic's music. good enough to. It will be. It's gonna get the fuzzy. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I didn't really know that this 
ojos, it's ojos que no ven, corazón que no siente. And it means... You're fluent what? in Spanish. You must... Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a good phonetic tongue, according to my Spanish professor. And I actually, I, I, can, I can read Spanish quite fluently, I will say. Um, I'm really good with reading it. Understanding it, having a conversation, not not the greatest, but um, phonetically, I can speak it relatively well. And and again, that's something that I kind of learned once I just I did it. I I had to take a, a Spanish class. I had to take a, a language in college, and um, I took three years in or two or three years in in high school, and then you had to test into Spanish. And I tested into the highest Spanish, which was like a shock to me, and. But I was like, okay, cool. And it was all written. And that's kind of when I found out, I was like, okay, I can, I can relatively read Spanish quite well. Um, but, so I only had to take one class in Spanish and I, I will say I didn't really do the greatest. I think I got like a C plus in the class. Um, but what was really cool and was kind of eye-opening for me, and again, what kind of gave me some confidence in that sense, and you know, again, positive affirmation, was I had to do a, an oral presentation. And it was just a conversation that you could memorize between you and your partner, and then you had to speak it in front of your professor. And when I started speaking, she was like shocked. Like, she was, she was like actually, and she, this was this was like, you know, she was, I think she was from, I think she was from Mexico or maybe Colombia, I can't remember. Um, but she was, you know, native to the Spanish, um, a Spanish speaking country. And she was like shocked and like kind of like amazed, like how well I was actually speaking Spanish and like how, how good my phonetics were and like how good my tongue was. And I was like shocked that like she was shocked. And then I got an A on the project and I was like, oh wait, like that's cool, you know? And, and again, so it's like, it's just, you know, built up a little bit more confidence to kind of keep going with that part of you know, me that I really did enjoy. There was another part in that song where you said, c'est la vie. Yes. So that part, adios, Which au revoir, French, right? a vita zen, is c'est la vie. C'est la vie is, uh, that might be, c'est la vie might be Greek. I don't know. Au revoir. Sounds French. Yeah. Au revoir is definitely French. A vita zen is German. And... So you're speaking six different languages. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but just, I, I'm just saying things in like four, four, <laughs> at least, um, or at least. <laughs> and and that that just comes from a little saying that a little song that my mom used to sing me. Adios, au revoir, vita sen, good night. You know, I mean, you say you can't kind of saying goodbye in, in eight, you know, four different languages. Um, but the ojos que Ojos que no bien, corazón que no siente. Ojos, Ojos que... que... See, I, it takes me too long. I can't keep up. That's well, yeah. And I'm pretty good at hearing the language and being like, okay, I know what they're trying to get across. <laughs> Especially but when it means... Nick's really good at reading body but language. But it, take, it takes... Well, I am, actually. Yeah, that. I mean, that's part that's of... That's probably my superpower. actually part of what it that's, is. Yeah, dude. Body language is good, yeah. yeah. I'm good at that. That's you, you can communicate. Like across the room, I, I can see someone's vibe. Like, no. oh, bro. but for real, see the aura. Yeah, like, totally. I'm right there with you, yeah. man. I, yeah. I, I am right there with you, totally. You know, like okay. you can communicate. It's all in the eyes. You, yeah, you can communicate with people without speaking to them. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I had a girlfriend once who told me, no joke. 
Like, and, and I, I respect know, her for laughing. this. I respect her for this. Okay. <laughs> I totally respect her for this. And, you know, she literally told me, like, in all confidence that she can, like, communicate with animals. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And, Whoa. And, and, and to a certain degree, like, you know, obviously you're like. Dead okay. serious? Like, no jokes. Oh, dead serious, dude. Dead serious. She can was, she? Like, dude. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, can you? Like, can I? I mean, I, I, would, I would confidently say that I can communicate with my cats. Like, well, I can communicate with my dog. I tell my dog to sit. It's, it sits. Exactly. If I tell my dog to go to the kennel, it goes to the kennel. Exactly. I train right. my, you know. Right. It's, you know, dogs are really smart well, dude, with and, emotion, and what, which exactly. is, it's crazy. What you're saying too with like sensing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, there, there, are, there are in many ways, like when I've had, you know, when I've been with my cats, like I, I've trained my cats to come to the sound of me clicking like that, right? You, how many cats do you have? I got two. Oh wow! Um, yeah, sister, brother, and sister, um, mm. and they will come. Yeah, all we had, we got an automatic feeder. All I had to do was just record my my voice going like that, and it would feed every single time. So they will come to 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 the sound of my voice doing that, like clicking. Um, but in many senses, and from what I've learned, they're they're my first kind of domesticated animal. Is like. And this, this goes back to actual, like, scientific study of how felines correspond and, like, how they actually interact and behave in the wild, right? So, like, females do the hunting. Nice catch. Thank you. Um, <laughs> females do the hunting in a pride, right? And they literally have to communicate telepathically with one another, right? They're not talking to female each other. Female cats? Well, female, like, feline, like lions, oh. right? So when they're hunting a boar, let's say, in, in Africa or whatever... They actually have to communicate abstractly, like telepathically. They have to they have to, one way or another, find the angle of the spore. One cat goes one way, and the other cat has to know somehow that, oh, that cat's gonna cut that boar off. And so I gotta be here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Flank him left, flank him left, and then boom, go for the kill. Kill yeah. shot, right? So I have found in many senses of what she was kind of referencing, like, there have been times where it's like, we, we let our cats out. We let them roam. They're outdoor cats. Are like, you like, you like all kinds of cats, like lions and, like, well, do you know a lot about just the species in general? I wouldn't, no. I mean, I wouldn't claim myself to be some crazy Big cat guy. Cat, you know, but I just, again, I There's speak a... from my own experience in that sense. <laughs> like, no, I think this goes back to your analytical way. You just like, when you see something that's you what I'm saying, yeah. have around you, you're like, okay, you focus more on it. Like, exactly. that's, that's yeah. how, like, your I, brain, mean, I mean, that's, yeah, it's impressive. You know, your self awareness is, well, exactly. Impressive. I, mean, I think, I think self awareness is, is a big part of it. Like, you know, it's everything. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing now? Right. Like, are you interested or are you not? Like, yes or no? Zero ones. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, anyways. But. You don't, you don't, like, you are a product of your own experiences. And, like, you, you know what you know. And, and that's where it's like, with this girl, like, she's like, yeah, I, I, I can speak to animals. And, and there have been times where, like, I, like I've said, like, my cats have been out and I've just literally kind of imagined them, like, coming in. You know, and call it a coincidence or not, but they come in like when I in what I believe to just be thinking, you know, communicating telepathically with them. I'm, I'm picturing them walking up to my back deck as if and it actually and it happens. Dude, I, you know, <laughs> Do you now, think it's now a coincidence. Like, oh, well, dude, wait, it's 12 no, o'clock. A like, coincidence no, is not 
a, a, an experiment is repeatable. A, a successful experiment is repeatable, right? That, that's, that's what scientific hypothesis mm -hmm. and, and conclusion tells us. A successful experiment is repeatable. So the repetition of it continuing to happen in my own experience tells me that I can speak to my fucking cats telepathically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, I don't you know. just summon cats right now. Try. They're not they're knocking on the door like, hey, holy shit, these cats are here. <laughs> Try it out. Look at that, they're here now. Let them in. They're just jumping against the window. Holy shit, you're, you're right. They're knocking. I think they went like 10 miles to get here. Holy shit. <laughs> Exactly. I was in um I was in Washington this past weekend and there was a bobcat in the freezer, a dead bobcat in the freezer. Oh man. And then the and, and then another guy came what? over and he just had gotten his bobcat stuffed from like a taxidermy. Oh yeah. So it was like a there was one in the freezer and then there was a fresh stuffed bobcat. Is he hunting these things? That's They're hunting them, yeah. Crazy. They go out they I think it's called spotlighting and they go out and hunt Coyotes and bobcats and that sounds like badass. That. Yeah. So yeah. was you it go just, out at like two, three in the morning? Was the whole thing? Just... They live in like the mountains. Oh, oh sorry. god, dude. No. What? So there, was there a literal bobcat, like fur on bobcat, dead in the freezer, or was it packaged like? Uh... I mean, it was in like a big Ziploc bag, but it was like fur and everything. You saw his face. So yeah, I saw the little. Freezer. Was it like a weird vibe, or was it like this dude is just doing his gig? Like, yeah, he brings you down to the basement. Hey, <laughs> yo, I got a it was vodka yeah. in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was out in their pole oh, shed, shit. and they had a freezer out in their pole shed. And I mean, it's a mountainous town that we were in, and it's kind of in the country, in the middle of Washington. So that's what you do: you hunt. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you fish. Mm -hmm. and sounds intense. You spend time outdoors. I would do honestly. That. Like it's a cool way of living that they do it. Out there. Me and Lisa were just talking about doing a trip to Washington, Oregon. Um, Where are you looking to go? Oh, we have no idea. Like, literally, this was two days ago. We were like, where should we go for our next trip? And I was like, I don't know, Oregon? You want to go camping in Oregon? And maybe not, because there's a lot of bobcats. There's bobcats. There, apparently. Bring a green. Is that like... Do they hunt them because there's, like, an abundance of bobcats? Yeah, I think yeah. you can shoot as many as you want. Really? That's crazy. I don't exactly know. That might only pertain to coyotes, sure. but I feel like it pertains to bobcats. You don't want as well. too many of them around. I don't think you don't want them to like kind of take over. The, I don't know how they do for the ecosystem. Can they? Like, there's a balance. Can they kill? Can they kill humans? Bobcats. Oh yeah. Bobcats. Probably, for but sure. they're like you could take a bobcat. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, dude. I mean, you don't. Well, it depends on how big the bobcat. You got to see pictures it's a, of wild it's bobcats. It's about the aura, you know. It's about. So it's the, truly. If you about, have a gun, like, you'll win. If you have a big knife, you'll win. But I'm saying, like a random person, if you go one on one on a bobcat, you're gonna get cut up. Oh, like, if you meet one outdoors and sure. it's gonna it's gonna you're attack gonna you, you like a bobcat and walk. No, away, but like, I'm saying like if you you could kick that thing pretty hard. Yeah. And you yeah. would break a couple ribs. Sure. And then you take advantage after you kick you it. Should, dude, yeah. You should do it. You have to get on a bear life if you have the intimidation factor. But, like, it's about the intimidation factor, though. Like, especially especially when it comes to, like, that, that like, that, I mean, maybe not, like, a mother bear, right? Like, mother bears don't have any sense of, like, pull your limb off, dude. fear, dude. Your, yeah. Like, but, like, you can, you can scare away a bear. I mean, that's, that's, like... That's part of again the intimidation factor of like alpha 
mm. omega type wildlife, you know, the alpha male, if you will, like in, in, in like a tribe or like in, in like, you know, a, a pride, you know, that the alpha male of a pride, there's only one male lion for every fucking six or seven female lions. And, you know, well, let's actually bring that to, like, gorillas, dude. Because I just watched this documentary on gorillas the other day. And, like, <laughs> well, I, I pertain this... To, I, I'll, I'll pertain to gorillas because gorillas, they can actually... They'll make a decision on whether or not they want to engage with another male gorilla. Right? Normally, when you have two male species, two alpha males, you know, let's say lions, per, like, for example, they will... They'll just fight. Like, they'll usually just fucking fight, and they'll figure out who's the alpha male by fighting. And whichever one comes out on top, that is now the alpha male. But gorillas, they actually, like, weigh their options. Like, they will say, like, the male gorilla will look at the other male gorilla, and he might turn away. And he might take his shrewdness of gorillas, or monkeys, or apes, and walk away. Because he's... he's He's weighed his options. He, he's he's debated. He in, knows he's internally. Not, it's not us. Exactly. He's, fight he, he might not exactly. win or something. It's exactly. He's he's weighed his options. He's a, he's a little bit more logical than than just the a more lion primitive male who's species. Exactly. Attack. Dude. Exactly. Um, and I learned that the other day because that's exactly what they said. They had it. They had it right on camera. They were there was there was two male gorillas, and the one. He was a little bit older than the other one, and you could tell that he was, like, literally debating. He's like, could I take this guy? And he's like, no, nah, dude. So then he told his fucking female gorillas, like, we got to go this way. Because it was, he knew that he would actually lose. Like, he was literally logically going through his brain, like, I might lose this one. And I don't want to lose you guys, because if I lose this fight, then you are now all his, right? Because that's just how they do it, right? They, those female gorillas would now be under the that alpha male um but that's kind of like going along the lines of like you know if if you have that if you have that intimidation factor yeah like you know if the if so you think you can take a bear I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could Good take question. a bear. Like, we've been talking about this alpha male. I mean, you Maybe. square up to a grizzly, you're like, Maybe, you're going to scare the shit out I mean, I, I would ask you the same question. I better have a shotgun. I would ask you the same question. Like, if you were in a situation where... Fight or flight. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you were in a situation where you had to fucking... If you had to... switch off. Totally. If you had to... If you had to take on a bear, like, could you? Yeah, I mean, I would give it my best. I was definitely. Good. I would go you'd to scratch the and claw. You look for every. Well, you would yeah. just you you look that for pressure points up. exactly. That's but at the end of the day, if, if a bear like, got on top of you, you'd have to find thousand a pound point. thousand pound grizzly. Like grizzly. You'd have to, well, no, you ever seen the revenant? If I can't scare away that bear, Leo bear, you know, he had a gun, but yeah, you ever seen that? Well, no. I mean, that's why you have a bear horn, though, too. Like, I don't. I don't have a bear horn. Or and a bear spray. Yeah. If you're well, camping, yeah. that's what you do. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of oh, what we yeah. were talking right. about. True. The loud noises. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my friends got attacked or got attacked by a bear, actually in Wisconsin. Oh. He was on the news. It climbed up his tree and just put its paw on his leg while he was bow hunting. Was it tra- climbed up behind him, put its paw on him, and he turned around and he like jumped to the side, kind of like. Because a deer stand is, like, yeah. this big. So yeah. if you just kind of, like, moved, like, right here, 
and looked at it and it was like slowly biting his back. Tasting like, him. Taste, he was kind tasting of, him. Yeah. And then once he jumped, he went down um, and then started circling his tree stand for like 40 minutes. And he drew back on him a couple times, but the bear ended up going away. And then he called his friend that he was hunting with and he's like, if you hear me screaming, come help. I'm going to sprint to the car because I just got attacked by a bear. Oh, my God. Dude. And he went to the hospital. He got a couple stitches, but nothing like serious. Oh, so it got him a little bit. It got him. Well, it was slowly pinching his back oh. with its teeth. So it put its paw on his leg, and then it was slowly pinching him in the back. And he oh my was... God. Dang. That's freaky. That's, gr- that's freaky. Yeah, your heart's just got to be racing out of your chest. Like, that has to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's... You're facing death for sure. 100%. That, yeah. That... Yeah. Bear could have kicked him out of the tree. It could have yeah. mm-hmm. bitten him in the neck. Yeah, yeah they climb those trees fast. You ever see the? I mean, they go. They just run up it. It's like they're running on the ground the same speed as they're running up the tree. I Wild. had mad respect for him when he, like, he said he pulled back and just didn't. He didn't shoot it. Well, like, yeah. Because I guess the logic behind it is if you shoot and you miss or you don't kill it, then it's gonna attack you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So it's actually smart not to take the shot. Let him get bored or... Let him get bored and mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Realize Crazy. that you're not food. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was out in Wisconsin. That's pretty badass. Wisconsin. Yeah. That's not too far away from these parts. There's bears in Minnesota. There's bears oh, yeah. in Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And wolves. I've, seen, I've actually mm-hmm. seen a black bear hunting. You before. have? Yeah. I didn't even... You hunt? Yeah, when I was a kid, we hunted, actually. And you a saw a black bear. I did. I'm not a hunter, dude. That's so actually a pretty cool like... story. Yeah, you should tell that story. Um, I've never heard we that one. We were just hunting for pheasant in nice. northern Minnesota. On, on It was public land. And we went, uh, I was with Will Johnson and his dad and me. I think it was just us three. And we were hunting for, you know, squirrel, rabbit, pheasant, bird. You know, we were shotgun. Dope. And walking through... Um, it's quiet, you know, like it's super quiet. You don't, you can hear pretty much everything you hear birds chirping from pretty far away. You're walking slow. You're trying to, you know, get the birds to flush up so you can shoot them. Right. And probably a hundred yards away, I'd say we heard a, a tree fall like in the distance and it like it, a tree fell. No, it wasn't like a very big tree, but it was, you know, probably, I don't know, 15 foot tree. We So we went to go like check it out and right at the bottom of the tree, there's like a den and we walk by it and there's a mom bear and her cubs in, in there, in the den. When we like, in yeah, that you need to stay away from. Yeah. You don't so want we to just, the mama bear. yeah, we just walked away. Yeah. I, we got a shotgun on you. We <laughs> did, but that's my, yeah. So we saw him, it was, it was a black bear. It was probably, I mean, it was bigger than. Me. I mean, the mom was probably as big as this table, which is, what, five feet long? I don't Still know. But it was a big bear. Yeah. And it looked big, and it was looked scary. I've seen a video of, like, a mama bear charging. And it was the last thing that the person holding camera had ever seen. <laughs> but, like, dude, I don't know where I saw this video. I can never remember where I saw this video, and I don't know if I could ever pull it up again. It was on some, like, National Geographic thing or whatever. Dude, like, the face of a mama bear charging you, like, trying to protect her kids, it was the scariest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. It was literally the scariest. It was the most angry thing that I've ever seen. 
It's so frightening. Yeah. And that was just like the video of it's it. It's coming to kill you. Dude, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, they have no fear. They have absolutely no fear. Like, they don't sense, they don't sense anything. They, they are the fear. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that is exactly, that's crazy. Dude. It's funny. We got on this conversation because your ex girlfriend could, Speak to cats. Speak cats. Telepathically and Telepathically. (laughs) And you, like, dude. We came a long way. We did. We digress. We digress. No, that was good. That was good. That was awesome. I'm not a hunter, dude. I'm I'm not a hunter, man. I've never been a hunter. I've never... I've never killed something for sport. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've killed bugs and things like that. Yeah. But... I have a little bit. I'd say I haven't since I've been a kid. Like, I I would... uh, I was taught how to use guns and to, like, I went to gun safety, you know? I did the whole, you know, I pat, yeah. I had, on the back of my license it says oh, I'm yeah. firearm. Oh, yeah, I have a CNC. Oh, okay. I, so, I do, yeah. But it's, I think everyone should know that, to yes. be honest. That should be common, you know. Yes. But yeah, no, I think. As far as hunting, I've never been, like, fired up on it. Like, it doesn't, right. like... I mean, it. I do like bow hunting. Actually, I do. I did buy a bow Dope. and shooting at a target. Oh, that's and, cool. um... There's more of a challenge to it than like gun, um, like shotgun. Yeah. But um, anyways, I have gotten a turkey one time and it was really nice. good. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no, I have no disregard or you know I, I don't discredit anybody who hunts. I, I, I mean I don't have any disrespect for people that hunt. I just I'm not a hunter. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I've never I done didn't it either. Up with it. Yeah, neither like it just yeah. wasn't in my family. Fish. I, I got fish every oh, I once in a while. I love fishing. Fishing's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, fishing's great. Me and my grandpa used to fish a lot. Me and my grandpa, um, we used to fish a lot. Um, he would always bring me fishing when I'd go to New York. Bass fishing or walleye? Or? Sunny, mainly. Yeah, we, we'd catch a couple bass, but um, yeah, dude, we, we were all about just the sunny and the crappie. It was yeah. a little lake. And Stuff you can eat. You yeah. can't really eat bass. They're just more for the fight. Yeah. Good yeah, catch. but okay. if, there, if there was an apocalypse, I'd for sure. I need a bass. Eat, I'd be eating fish. Well, like <laughs> you would I eat a bass. Sea bass was yeah. like a delicacy. No, maybe, sea bass. maybe sea yeah, bass. it's a little different. But, but yeah, you don't really eat yeah. lake bass. Oh sure, okay. So there is a difference. I always, I some say people that. do. Sea bass is like a sure. nice meal. Like it's a very good fish. Well, yeah, because I think very of, good. I think of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I don't know if you guys. Yeah. I think of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Sea bass. The guy, uh... They dupe him. Yeah. He throws the salt out of the guy. Yeah, sea bass. That's like a name. Yeah. Yeah. Throws the salt. And then they get him to pay for the meal. (laughs) (laughs) And he sits on the toilet and he says, show up at like 2 o'clock for manly love. And (laughs) And it was the exact time. (laughs) He looks at the watch. He's like... That's right. And Seabass walks in. I've been seeing that movie in so long. That has to be the funniest movie oh of all God. time. Dude, I Jim think I've Carrey, seen it a hundred times. I love oh, Jim Carrey, man. Yeah, he is great. so good. The Mask is one of my favorite movies, too. That's one of my favorites with him. That uh, is a good one. Yeah. The Truman Show. That's not like a comedy, but like... He makes still it very funny. Jim oh, Carrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's still very Jim Carrey. He shows how good of an actor he is and yeah. how he can kind of do anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey. Have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or no, Eternals? But something like that. He yeah. won an award for that one, didn't he? 
Yeah, I think he Something did like the that. whole movie like himself, like produced it. Yeah, and, and like, oh, really? I think he or directed it. And He's good. Was the main actor. He's I haven't seen. It was that. kind of an odd movie. Yeah. yeah, like, and it's tough to follow along, but you sure. just have to really watch it mm. without any distractions. Like, you ever seen Yes Man? Yes, yeah. great, great movie. Great movie. Good great movie. movie. <laughs> you, you can actually learn Jim a lot Curry about yourself yeah. from that movie. Totally. Like, if you take some notes from that movie about saying yes, but then also saying no, like. Right. I watched that movie and that was actually it's kind a of good an lesson learned. It is, dude. It for sure. If you if you are if you actually take that with a grain of salt and like just continue to say yes more mm. in the sense of like if you reflect if you self if you do some self reflection and you find yourself saying no to a lot of things, like just start saying yes to things and you will find that like your life in some ways positively does change. Just like the movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. But then there's a limit. You can't say yes to everything exactly. because he, you know, then he got himself in a little trouble. Right. There's some sense of self-awareness that you just have to. And the guy, I mean, that's part of the movie is like the guy is like, it's just, a, it's just like a saying, right? He's like, it's just it's, like, it's yeah, just it's, an act. <laughs> but it's like, be spontaneous yeah, yeah, is kind exactly. of the Be more point. open to things. Yeah. Yeah. Be open be to open, the opportunity yeah. to try new things. Absolutely, dude. And that's... If that's the lesson that you take from that movie, which, again, great movie, I took that lesson from that. I'm pretty sure, like, that next week, I was like, yeah, let's say yes to everything. You know? <laughs> yeah, You're just, like, all yeah. jacked up on it's a funny saying concept. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never say no. What would happen? Never say no. Like, dude... I don't know, man. Try it on. You just hope someone yeah, doesn't know. ask you to do something, you know, crazy, like yeah. illegal. <laughs> yeah. Want to rob a bank? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> if you were to rob a bank, how would you do it? Uh, just walk in, I guess. How, I mean, how do they do it? <laughs> I feel like you got to be a little more strategic them, than you gotta that. Hack yeah, them. you got to hack. You got to hack them. I can't yeah. hack. I hire someone to hack. Well, I don't know. You gotta figure out hacking yourself. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. That's the way. Yeah, you gotta yeah. hack them. I mean, yeah. I know nothing about hacking. As an accountant, you know, it's like that's. Yeah. Wait. Well, no, I'm just saying like that's. <laughs> Wait, are you, you my know, guy? In in the financial system, it's like, yeah, dude, you, you, you hack people nowadays. You, yeah, you, you don't walk you into throw a bank with a twenty-two. On. Like, yeah. how much cash do they actually have? That's on the thing. Hand? They don't. They don't have. Sounds like they're not expecting. Their them. money is elsewhere. I mean. Most well, what's banks. U.S. currency even backed by? It's gold, right? Or it was gold. It's not oh, gold it's, anymore. Yeah, dude. Is the U.S. Not? currency is no longer backed by anything. That was in the... You can thank Nixon for that one. Um, he took us off the gold standard. Um, we, we live in a fiat currency system. So, so it's no better than Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin, well, they, they Bitcoin is finite. It's yeah, better than Bitcoin. It's, it's worse than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is better than... That's actually interesting. Theoretically. Yeah. Because... Um, because the U.S. government can just make more dollars. How they many print more money. They do. They how much print. paper we It's have. basically, like, think about Dogecoin, right? It's the same thing. They just make, they can make however many they want. Therefore, the value is totally determined off demand. And like, I've always said that the U.S. currency is comparable to Dogecoin. I mean, from the high yeah. level that I yeah. understand fiat it. Fiat currency, is that kind of that's the definition? Yep, yeah. So fiat currency is something that is not backed by any finite commodity. Um, we live in a fiat currency financial system, which, yes, if we're talking cryptocurrencies, if we're talking, you know, financial stability, being in a fiat currency system is, is it, it's, it's, it's controlled. 
it's controlled by a very small number of people. It's controlled by Congress. I mean, con Congress legally controls what your bank account is worth, what your bank account is worth, what, like you said, they can print money anytime they want. Um, they can give themselves raises anytime they want. You know, that, that's obviously a whole other political conversation. Inflation. But that, that is exactly, it's you know I mean? inflation. Speaking of terms of what we're going through right now, that is exactly why. And it's on the up and coming, my friends. Yeah. Oh, dude. Which is kind of freaky. A lot of oh, people are talking about crazy, it. Dude. People talk about it all the time in, in, in real estate and business and, you know, what's okay. happening in the next couple of years. The average interest rate is 5% right now. Well, it's record lows for the last you two know, years. Yeah. Well, true, but in order to... It only can go up. Theoretically, <laughs> so. exactly. Theoretically, in a fiat currency system, if you want to stop inflation, you have to get interest rates above the percentage of inflation. Huh. So in order to stop inflation, you would have to see, at this point, interest rates in the double digits. So, I mean, that's wow. going to happen. I did not know that. Yes, because that's, that's my whole point. You have to take money out of the system. Because the gov in a fiat currency system, the government can push money into the system whenever they want. They can print money. And that devalues the dollars that are already in the system, right? So that's why keeping your money in a bank account is probably one of the stupidest things you can do or the most financially ignorant things that you can do because you're losing value on that money if you, if you put it in a basic... Just checking account. You're just leaving it up right, to the hands like of. You're leaving it up the, to the hands of like American society. Of the government. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, really, of the government because, right. you, because like I said, they can print money whenever they want. So, are you bullish on crypto then? Are you bullish on things like Bitcoin? Not right now. Not right no. now. We're in a drought. We're absolutely in a drought right now for crypto. It feels that way, but yeah. it also feels that way across, you know, blue, you know, everything. It feels like it's, I'm, to me, when you look at any big company, any, you know, major, you know, S&P 500, absolutely. whatever company, everything's kind of like whispering low. Like, well, I don't know, last it feels months, that way, everything yeah. I look at. But I mean, In the last three months, we've been down 30, 30, 20%, 20, 30%. I mean, the liquidity in the market right now. 20 to 30% in what? In like stock value. I mean, overall stock value, like the Dow? Hey, I don't know what the Dow is at. Um, certain stock, I mean. Fucking Netflix just dropped thirty percent. That's a record. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, it's a literally like a, it's like record. It's like the low, highest, highest like one day drop, drop like decline 52, for any company. I think it's fifty two billion. No. Imagine the people God, who had shorts dude. on that. No, there's a guy who <laughs> bought a ton. Of, I forget. I don't know, but they're exposed. I mean, they're not exposing, but you know, people lost big on that. But oh, there was a guy who bought a ton. Big. Yeah. Like the guy, one of the guy who owned, he bought like 3.1 million shares or something in January. And like idiot. came up with this, not an idiot, but like how can you predict? a million and a half or whatever. You know, maybe you should be able to predict that Russia is going to invade Ukraine because they lost 700,000. Behavior is predictable. No, but Netflix, so the reason yeah. they lost a certain amount of, of, of um, subscribers, yeah. a lot of them were Russia. Because they shut off, oh, that's you know, point. Yeah. they shut off the users to Russia, so no one in Russia that. has Netflix. Um, okay. they, so that's a part part of the reason for Definitely. it. Also, I think it's I don't know I don't I think Netflix right. is going to come back. And that's actually. a good point. I mean, that's a good point. The market the market responds to the the to the, the news and the information, right? So it's not like Netflix did anything bad where it's like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. you know, we are no longer doing what we're good at doing. 
Um, and you could argue, and that I didn't know that to be quite right. honest. I didn't. I mean, I I just I knew that it was a decline in users. Their first their first decline in users in like how many ever years. And, and yeah, spend any tons negative, of money. Exactly, dude. People any got negative scared press is what happened because the they lost that many subscribers, so everyone sold yeah. it. Like it's just yeah. that's why it's almost like their pipeline of content. I imagine for the next two years is already pretty much planned out and rock solid. I bet they have some good stuff in the pipeline. I bet Netflix is gonna come back. I, that's just my opinion. Well, dude, I, I, I yeah agree. I think yeah. like well, yeah, it's I probably mean, a I, good time to buy. It is a good time. To buy. I would great, say, but yeah, I don't give financial that, advice, but like you know, no, dude, I, I would agree with you. I mean, on that, I don't have Netflix. I never bought a Netflix. I was, I came late into the market, later into the market when they were already. Mm-hmm. You know, blowing. They remember, were already. Big. Do you guys remember yeah. Blockbuster? Obviously, you remember Blockbuster, oh, right? Dude, of course, Absolutely. the one in Maple Grove, yeah. right? They on, just swung uh, and missed on the whole Netflix. Oh, <laughs> but dude. they used to used to have Netflix boxes like outside. Do you guys remember that? Or no, you would get it in the mail. You would well, that's get what I'm Netflix. Saying, I, I remember Netflix. Yeah. You would get DVDs in the mail, and you would get I, video I totally games. Remember that. Oh yeah, we would have to get the DVDs oh, yeah. and put them back in the little slip envelope. You'd only get three at a time, or yeah. like one at a time, yes. and three at a time was premium. Yeah, like, that was Redbox, though. No, that no, was, it was Netflix, Netflix dude. Was I, it? Netflix dude, started that shit. Yeah, I'll never uh. forget the CD like case you slid in and it said Netflix yeah. on it, and like you put paper. it back in the fucking yeah. thing and send it out. And, and it if was, you if you if you never sent it back, like you'd just get charged. They just charge eventually. You. They would just charge you enough to buy it. Like yeah, to re-download a CD. But you could do it's video. Crazy. You could get video games. Yeah. You could get and like. They just took it to the moon. Oh, dude, they took it absolutely to the moon. And, and yeah, dude, Netflix might be a too big to fail company. I don't know. I mean, there's so much competition when it comes to like streaming mm-hmm. nowadays. Like, it's crazy. That is part of also why it, it honestly people, sucks I think, are realizing for con- consumers like us. That well, yeah, so much dude. Competition. I just had this conversation with with um, my brother-in-law. Um, you know, soon to be brother-in-law is um, my is Elisa's sister's. Husband, husband. Okay. um, he. We literally just had this conversation like this morning about this, and and yeah, he, I mean, there's just so much competition for when it comes to streaming, and hopefully, what I'm hoping for, crossing my fingers, is that people start actually going back to like the pay to own. I really wish that they they would do that because he made a really good point when it comes to like streaming like buying a movie and subscription based yeah exactly well subscription based services NFT stuff is going to do when you have subscription based service when you have a subscription based service you have a infinite amount of revenue right and what is your incentive then to improve your product there is none there's no incentive Mm -hmm. to improve your product if you have to retain the users well, yes, but... Or the consumers. Yes, but that's kind of an ebb and flow. I would... I, I mean, like, like, for instance, speaking like somebody like, like Netflix, like, they don't... Like, a lot of what you see on Netflix is, like, not created by Netflix. Not right? anymore, well, not they'll anymore they'll though. These, not really. They'll buy these projects. Like, well, sure. Just, just like a Hollywood produ- like a studio would, right? Yeah, sure. Becoming so, a producer. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, no. And they, they obviously have Netflix originals and things like that. But it certainly does, to his point and, and to my point, it, it, it does, it de-incentivizes the company to like actually continue to create. Because if you have a subscription, you know that you're going to get that revenue 
and you know that you're going to have that next month of revenue coming in. Whereas if you have something that's like a buy to purchase, you need to continue to sell. You need to continue to get new subscribers. You need to continue to grow your business, innovate and compete, right? Like you need to set yourself above somebody as to why they should buy your product, own your product, rather than just throw little bit amounts of money at you every month for just a service-based product. Because really when you think about it, when you, when you subscribe to Netflix, you're not really getting anything in return, right? And the second I mean, you're getting the you get entertainment, show, well, the but the second yeah. you cancel that though, you're you you don't you can't use it anymore. You, use you it don't anymore. own anything. Right. You're not yeah. buying anything. So that's yeah, right. Okay, that like, makes more sense. And, and and I kind of made it. I kind of made the example. You're buying an experience almost. You're buying like a, a, a time. Yeah, you're buying. And I think the, Netflix is Netflix, trying right. to get more into the like the Netflix originals, and they're trying to grow that oh, so that dude. people can. Which I think to be they already have, and they have plans upcoming. Right. right. But yeah. um, it's I, I interesting you say yeah. that because the NFT stuff that we were listening today, like I don't know, I listened to the Full Sun podcast with Snoop Dogg and it, but yeah. these guys, it was a good podcast. It was a great podcast, and these guys are making business deals with these NFTs. Yeah, and it's that. I mean, they're real. It's real things. So NFTs cool. I'm a little so bit into NFTs. I don't, well, yeah. so what, Snoop Dogg got, got your toes in the water a little bit. Yeah. So Snoop Dogg bought Death Row Records, which was like the you know what brought and you know all you these. You know what Death Row Records is? Death Row. It's like yeah, that's isn't um, it? Suge Knight Tupac, and like Tupac, yeah, so and Knight, NWA. Yeah. I think I mean, yeah, yeah, NWA, Dre. Yeah. yeah, all those guys. But so he bought it and he just took everything off Spotify, everything off Apple Music, you know, all that. But they're creating like an NFT marketplace where just like you know you would buy. A portion song. of the song, right? Yeah. And you own part of the song. Yeah. And you listen to the song, whatever. You enjoy the song, you can do yeah. whatever. You own part of that. And you, that's what you're buying from, like... It's trying to get away from the subscription-based. Exactly. Yeah. So you would, so as the value of that song goes up, you, you're you also, you know... At a partial a owner. A partial right? owner. So you would, you know... Crazy, you would dude. reap the benefits. That. So, so, but like, that's, but any that's play just on one YouTube example. that that right. song gets... That's one example. Like, so music, right? right? Like right. the song created... You know, everyone branches off, owns a little piece of it. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of to my point. Like, but that's, that's what everything. I'm that's the whole visualization behind the NFTs is like, right. like things like, you know, you, you were mentioning Netflix. They, you buy one subscription, you have one login, you go in and you have all those right. things. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like if we're sleeping on it, yeah. we're going to miss a wave. I don't know. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, <laughs> NFTs are crazy. Like, th th there is definitely there are definitely like a new market, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the in the music realm, dude. Because like, specifically with music, you got to do your numbers on that because how much royalty are you getting from those sales and those transactions? Like, I've heard, I've heard some of those where you're buying into like the ownership of an album. It's some crazy number. Like, you'd have to like. Like, let's say you spend, I don't know, $1,000 on the ownership of the album or something like that. Like, you'd have to get, you know, and let's say you only get like 10% of, of that album. Like you're saying, you get a fractional share of it. Like, you'd have to get some crazy number like 100 billion streams on one song to even get your return on investment. What so, I think it allows is I think it allows the artist to sell their product for as much as they want 
instead of mm-hmm. these oh, yeah. large record companies that are basically yeah. stealing their product right. and they're getting sucked dry and they're not getting much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're doing things. So for they're them. selling mm-hmm. it and they're yeah, they're dude. making the market right. cap on how much they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they get paid on be any worse. transaction. Right. They get paid, yeah, they get a right. transactional fee of yeah. But do they? Like, do they, well, get, not do they get paid on every well, time? No, with the right, with the NFT structure, that's yeah. what Anytime it, it trades, they'll get, you know, a, a, a certain percentage. Anytime someone listens to it or whatever. And if your yeah. song has millions if it gets streamed of, on you know, then you make Well, millions. yeah, dude. And, right. and, and again, yeah. it, just, it just depends. Like, it depends on the platform. It depends on, like, how you're getting those mm-hmm. streams because... I mean, yeah, like, I, I've never done anything specific with NFTs for my music, but the idea of an NFT is is really cool in the sense that it does. It kind of, it separates you, you know, decentralization in that sense. It's very similar to, to, to Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency where it, it separates you from from having, like you said, somebody controlling your assets. Right, where, like a, another business. Right, exactly. That you're selling your soul to on like these contracts. Yeah. And that's like, dude, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of give and take about that. Like, I was, I was offered a record deal in college, and it was an independent label, and they had distribution through Universal. And this guy, it was relatively like, um, I mean, I don't know. He he had some backing, you know. It, it was, it, it it wouldn't have been probably a bad thing for me to sign, but it probably would have been. Um, but it was a record deal. It was a record deal with Universal Records, I mean, Universal Studios distribution. Is a record deal a salary? Do they just like start paying you? It's not a salary. It's technically called an advance. Um, and 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 it's and if you look at it from more of like a layman's terms, it's more of like a loan than anything. Got it. Um, hmm. So and yes, obviously I did not sign it. I'm not signed to a record deal. I've you know I've, I've never had any management or record deal. I've never signed anything like that. But I was offered one in college, and it was a good thing I didn't sign it. I brought it to some lawyers, and they told me like, yeah, you probably shouldn't sign this. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, if you look at these things, if you look at these records, if you, if you ever just Google a record, you know, a standard record deal contract, I mean, it's pretty crazy, dude. Like, yes, they will do. They will do a lot for you, and and that's kind of why I'm torn between it because you know I see people, I see artists who are like complaining about their record deals and they're making you know millions of dollars a year, right? They're making six, seven, eight, ten million dollars a year, and they're complaining about that, right? They're complaining that they're not, and sure, their label is probably making forty million, but you as an individual. You're making $10 million a year and you're complaining about that. You would not be anywhere with your label in that sense. Um, without your label. Without your label. Yeah. And obviously that's, you know, in, in many ways, in many cases, it's obviously dependent on the artist. There are very successful independent artists. I mean, you know, there's story after story of right. like, you know, really well-known famous people that have never signed to a label. Chance the Rap. Exactly. Out. Yeah, Macklemore. Um I think Russ is still independent, relatively. But I'm assuming um, it's a lot more, you know, work because they, the label well, kind of takes yeah. care of everything. I'm sure yeah, and it makes exactly. it a smooth process. And like you said, if you're making ten mil a year, yeah. like at, you, you need to know what you want, kind of thing. Exactly. Like if, if you know so much about that, then like, come on. Like, you also I mean, have to be really good at what you do. Right? Yes. Yeah. So a lot of 
a lot of what an independent artist's success relies on is whether or not he or she is actually good at what they do, right? <laughs> what is that? Like whether or not the people will listen to you. You know, you can market, you know, a catchy pop song structurally, technically to anybody through the radio or through an ad. And it'll who catch, listens to the radio right? anymore? I mean, come on. Dude, I listened to K-Fan this week, though. Like the radio show. They're Some basically podcasters. The they're they're podcasters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're totally. they do the morning. Those guys are hilarious. Yeah. Well, like one hundred one point three, ninety six point three. Dave like Ryan both. in the morning. The Rose. People do of, still listen to that. I guess. I, mean, I don't dude, know. I, don't I just think don't. It's much. No. Yeah. Not as much. I'm probably. Not, I was not plugging my much, phone obviously. and Spotify. I get in my but car. Ad, my phone right? connects to Bluetooth. You know. I mean, even when you sign on to Spotify, like your for you page or like the the what what. What any like what any streaming service suggests for you, that's an advertisement, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. Apple is being totally. paid to show certain artists on the front page when you sign in, and oh, that looks interesting. Let me click on that. And they pay a lot for the they data to get lot. those answers. Right, exactly. Like they pay Google a shit. Exactly. Like, a shit right. To get when you in. when you type in new music in Google. Mm-hmm. That's an advertisement. They suck every right every app you have in your phone out of you of like things that you might be interested in. If right. you, if you buy data. flannels, right? Exactly. If you buy flannels, then you know what? We'll label that as someone who might like country or who might and like we'll, John. Yeah, we, we Dude, might, or, or exactly. John, whatever. I'm just no, saying, exactly. they'll, they'll push You're that. Absolutely right it's on that. Fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fascinating. Marketing is data. unbelievable. Yeah, it's data. again science. Data and science and psychology, dude. More totally. Than anything. Um, I love psychology. I love marketing. I love. I I really enjoy a lot of my marketing classes and in, in, in business. But like, yeah, back to like what I was saying with like the labels, dude. Like, when I read this fucking label contract, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, they 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 map out every aspect of your life. I mean, from literally what what music you can do, when you can do music, who owns your music, blah, 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 blah. But not only that, but like literally to like what you can wear and like what you can say in public. Yeah, and like PR because they're right, assigned dude, you at that point and right, they're selling your stuff. Right. Mm. You are and they don't want to be assigned this or they you are a brand represent to these someone exactly who goes against what, their brand. You ever read a job offer though from a you know, any corporation? Well, right. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's no um, different. It's not crazy. Much different. Yeah. It's it true. is. And that's Exactly. Yeah. It's it's you're repping something's name, you have to be in check kind right. of thing. Which yeah. is reasonable, but yeah. I get it like Right. You're creating Granted, this all is the a contract. Yeah. This is a this is a this is a Well and it takes away from the artist. Well right? yeah. For sure. Like you are you are legally obligated to this contract if mm-hmm. you sign it, right? Like ex- at least in Minnesota, we're an employee at Will State. You can quit any fucking time you want and they can fire you anytime you want, no questions asked, right? Um but if you sign a contract, a legal binding contract, where you commit to six albums, they will expect six albums from you. And they will expect it from you on their terms. So, like, if your first album doesn't hit, well, you're fucked, dude. It might not count. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll shelve you is what they call it in the, in the industry. They'll shelve you. They'll just put you on the shelf. And they'll wait. And you can't make other music. Like, you cannot make other music. They, they will not allow you to make other music. They probably won't even drop you off the album. Or they, they probably won't even drop you off the label. 
because they don't want you to make other music for other people or other other labels. So in that sense, it's, it's wild. It's they completely own you. They own you exactly. You're not a human at that point anymore. Right. But then it's like, is there any way? There's dude, no way out of them. Like you couldn't. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, look at Britney Spears. You know, look at look wow. at that, look at whole the, the whole free Britney thing. Like that. That's that's a perfect example of like how controlled you can be when it comes to like contracts and other people, right? And what you sign away, like I mean, what you sign your life, what you literally can, you literally can sign your life away, and that's a law, dude. Like the contract that you sign is law. Like making a deal with the know. devil. But but that's what they say. exactly, dude. And, and back to back to your question of like, well, what does the label do for you? And and this is kind of where I'm torn between it. It's like, you know, yeah, if if you're not good, if your music is not good, and it doesn't hit with people that sucks and that's unfortunate but if it is good and it resonates with people well then shit you're golden right because you're you're in that kind of you're in that kind of sweet spot of like okay the market loves me and now my label will give me the marketing and 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 the push to like really excel my career mm -hmm. right so if you're good at what you do Labels are really, really beneficial. Like they're a launching pad. It's they are be the right exactly. Label. They're a they, they are pad. to the moon launching pad. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not good at what you do, and you're just like an industry plant, as they say, you can run into those issues where it's like, oh, we kind of just like experimented with you. Like you had maybe a small fan base, and like you, you, you had a real, you were cool in your niche, in your niche. But like on a really market, like high level market level, like you're just not hitting, right? And like that sucks for you because you had some success and we were maybe going to like test the waters and we were just going to experiment with you. But like from a big scale, like you kind of just suck and like nobody likes your music. <laughs> like sorry, but like that's the reality of it, right? Like it, it's, it just doesn't hit. Like, it's like business though. It's like exactly. it's, it's really like anything, right? right like dude. It's, some brands just don't hit, right? Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. you do bad if you're not good at your job. Right. You get fired, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, you you put on a show. Exactly, like, it's it's you know exactly. But that's why, like you said, the self awareness thing is like you find things you're good at. I do. You gotta know. You gotta yeah. know if you're good at it or not. And like if if if, I mean, I didn't really particularly. I mean, I had confidence in myself back in the day, like when they offered me this contract. But I was, I was more or less just like not confident. I wasn't as as confident as I probably could have been, and I was just it it, it irked me a little bit. But I think today, if I was offered a label, dude, fuck yeah, I'd sign it. I'd probably <laughs> sign it at a heartbeat. If because, it was the right label. Well, exactly. Right. 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 And if it had the right yeah. vision, and, and right. I'd be able to have that conversation with them. 100%. But also to your point, it was like, what do they do for you? Mm -hmm. So in advancements, essentially what they would do is if, if I was ever offered a label, um, a contract, they would give me money. It would be an advancement is what they'd call me. And they'd give me money. They'd give me a loan, essentially. Maybe. But they'd expect me to pay that back. For sure. They right. would. Whether that be royalty or however, you they know, just that act would work as a out. Bank. Exactly. Dude, they are banks. Essentially. Yeah, they're, they're, they're banks. A bank. Um yeah. with connections. Exactly. To the industry. Yeah. And, and they would just spend their money on me, right? They'd they'd give me money to make the album. They'd give me money to live, you know, they a salary, if you want to call it that. They'd, yeah, they'd give you a million dollars and they'd say exactly. create as much million dollars. You have you, you have one can. year, you have a million dollars, you have one year. To live, survive, and make an album for us. Yes, survive with a mill. Yeah, you can. You can do, do it. 
Yeah, you could absolutely. Or however much the right. record label is willing to give, it might not be a million. Oh, it could dude, be a hundred thousand yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, it could be fifty thousand or whatever. Dude. Yeah, like, it, it, I mean, it might not even. I might be take in. my shot, loan a mill, <laughs> pay it back in a year. You can do it. Hey man, I wonder what the interest rate on that mill yeah. is. <laughs> Things <laughs> below. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ten percent. We're looking at it. I, and that's I don't know. I mean, I don't. Donald know. Trump did it with a mill. That's the truth. That is true. He got a mill from his, his father, right? Yeah. People dog him on that, but that's not a lot if you want to start like a billion dollar business. If you're business. a billionaire? Dude, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a nice... It's, it's a kind nice, of an arrogant to say, again, but like a million dollars is pack. really not that much when you look at the grand scheme of like financial wealth. I mean, from like a from a corporate setting, yeah, dude, a million dollars is, is really not that much. From a consumer standpoint, yes, absolutely. It's a launching pad. If you have a million dollars... If somebody gave me a million dollars in an instance, I'd, you know, I'd be able to survive off that for the rest of my life, right? You put that in a great investment, you know, you get 5% off that a year, you're fucking golden, right? But yeah, from, from business terms, like a million dollars is, is not that much. I mean, people do billion dollars. Like I'm just said, saying, so like a million dollars is like 50. a launching pad. So like the record that gives you a million dollars, it's a opportunity, a launching pad. You know, you get a million dollars and like Donald Trump, I'm just saying. But like he got a launching pad into a career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you'd get a million dollars to make music. Well, dude, that's Like I'm just saying. It. like You got money. Okay. You make money with money. You get it. Yeah, you, know? you get it. Yeah. If you have money, you make more money. I mean, the rich, the rich get richer, right, in that sense. You know, you make mm-hmm. money with money. Loans that's, are key. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what finance is, mm-hmm. dude. You have money, you invest that money in the stock market, you're going to get a return on that. It's no different. It's no different with any any type of loan or any type of investment. That's what the labels are hoping, that they invest a million dollars within you. They make $40 million on the back end of that. You know? And shit. It's a good deal. If that ever happened, like, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that ever happened, if a, if a company, if, if, a, if a label ever offered me $1 million... I'd I'd fucking take it. Yeah. I, I mean, again, depending on the label. Well, don't say that because then you could, you could ask. Hey, one point two. Come back with come back with Dude, a counter. You're 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 capping your negotiation. Uh, right I, now. I, I get twelve G's, thing. man. I can make an album with twelve G's. I can yeah. make an album with fucking ten G's. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All you need is this fuzzy mic and a exactly, guitar. Exactly, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you're gonna make an album, you need obviously more than that. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably have a lot of the equipment. Well, dude, yeah. I, I mean, I. When you make I'm your working YouTube on a single videos, right you now. Do the, you do the mic to the guitar and then the yep. mic to your mouth, right? Yeah. And then you sync the audio. Yeah. Yep. I'm working on a single right now, and I work with a dude um, who's a professional engineer. I mean, he is he's about as professional as you get. Music worked, engineer? Yep. Yeah. He's a producer engineer. He owns his own studio. I mean, he's worked with pretty much any big Minnesota name that you could think of. Um, Trampled by Turtles? Maybe. Good one. Um... I'll drop a few. Lizzo. He's worked with Lizzo. She's um, from Minnesota? Yeah. She had a stint in, yeah. With well, the she's... Minnesota Vikings. Yes, exactly, uh, dude. Yeah, she... she mm-hmm. Yeah, she has roots in Minnesota. Um, he's worked with all of the Doomtree label. So that's like your Dessa. That's your okay. um, brother Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, atmosphere. He's worked that. He, he, he worked at the studio. I don't know if he worked on the album, but the studio that he used to work for... Or that he still has, he still has ties with the studio. Uh, they did, they worked on the acoustic Justin Bieber album. Um, yeah, 
The was, one he did, like, Love Yourself? It was. Yeah. No, it was, it's like, his, it was one of his, like, first acoustic albums that he did. It was, like, literally, I think it was, like, what was, My World was his first fucking album with Baby, Baby, oh, Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking, like, first album that he did, so, like, a long time ago. Kid um, was a superstar. But, yeah, no, he, he's, I, I, he's, he's, a, he's a professional He's a professional engineer. So I guess what's what's like your is your hopes to get signed by a label, or are, yeah. would you like to create kind of a, your own label and your own brand well, dude, using yeah. like social media? And I mean, YouTube I think and TikTok. And, I think like in a perfect world, I wouldn't be signed by a label, and I would just blow up and go viral, and then I could just use my business experience and 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 just my business savvy like. I went to a business school, right? So it's like I understand you go to Carlson? business. Carlson, uh, Saint Thomas. Saint Thomas. So yeah, I thought you, were, yeah you played football at Saint Thomas. Yeah. yeah, yep. And so it's like I I went through all of that. Like I have, you know, I I would consider myself relatively business savvy, especially when it comes to being a musician. Like most most musicians I know don't know the first thing about marketing, don't know the first thing about money or finance or budgeting, like. They just don't because they're creatives, right? They right. they just that's what they do, and I'm obviously thankful in the sense that I have that education, and it's certainly, you know, I, I certainly use that to my advantage, and and I I also, I'm enthusiastic about that side of it, right? Like I'm not just an artist in that sense. Like, you know, I have a full time job. I'm an accountant. Right. So I understand money. I understand finance. I've been investing in the stock market for years. You know, I was investing in cryptocurrencies before they blew up. Which ones? Bitcoin. Nice. Yeah. Bitcoin. Nice. That was, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's, that's a great one, man. A it's a great one. one. And you um, didn't, you didn't panic sell when they shot up to 18? Sold. Really? That's the I don't sell, man. I've sold. You I've buy sold to buy. One. You buy and hold. Buy, dude, Warren hold, Buffett bro. style, dude. Buy, dude, hold, bro. Hold, man. Why panic? All the way, dude. Hold. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is a. It's it's the easiest strategy. Long term hold. Man. Get rich quick as a drug. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And it fucks everybody else, dude. You know, liquidity in and out of the market just fucks everybody else. I get that it's a trader's market, and sure, you know, you want to be some hot shot trader. You know, make whatever. How many ever, whatever, like... How many ever, millions of dollars or yeah, whatever? Yeah, right, but you're also losing a lot of money. You know, nobody ever talks about how much money they lose. Yeah, right? was, in, in yeah. that sense. And, and, I know and, a guy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, it's dude. a big lesson for him because he came, he lost $50 million on real estate because he bought, he had 2,000 homes. That's insane. In... 2008. All the way up to 2008 and 2009. That was his real estate business. Fucking it was single crazy, rental... Man. And he was on paper absolutely crushing, and yeah, yeah. the market Very tanked, much. and he lost fifty million dollars, and he sold it, and tra- transitioned it into multifamily. And he's actually an extremely successful person, and talks about it now. He's like oh, a public I'm, speaker. I follow this sure. guy; he's badass. Yeah, he no. runs like he's a multimillionaire now. Like I mean, Name still drop him. Rod Cleef. Listen Cleef. to his podcast, dude. Rod we'll Cleef. Yeah. But anyways, he. Uh, but again. Uh, 50 mil from, but he sold. But if he would have hung on, like look at the housing market today. Yeah. He would be richer than he was before yeah. time, at like a, by a big time. And he talks about it all the time. Right. Like, and that's, you know, I mean, like I said, dude, you know, fucking what's his, you know, Donald Trump's filed for bankruptcy, what, like 
three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's financial strategy in filing for bankruptcy. If you understand money, if you understand debt consolidation, uh, I mean, you know, there, there's there's financial strategy to, to filing for bankruptcy. You know, you can still be very successful and have filed for bankruptcy three or four times if you understand finance, if you understand money, if you understand that we live in a fiat currency system where the government can just print money whenever the fuck they want and that there's a person you above say- you who is telling you what your money is worth, you know, I mean, that's that's what... That is what we live in. We it's a live loan in a against system. the loan against the exactly. loan against the loan, and then you bet on, you're betting on long term, long term right. shit. Like we live in a system where somebody determines the wealth of your money in your bank account. Right. That is what the system that we live in. So time is money. Time is money. You know, money is is the value of any. I mean, anything has value, right? Like you can literally buy money. That's what a loan is. Mm-hmm. You, you you can buy time. That's what a loan is. Yeah. Right, you buy time, like buy what a mortgage yeah, is, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right, you're just buying time. Um, <laughs> thirty year, thirty you year, three percent. There you yep. go. Lock that sucker. <laughs> but I hold. Dude. But you do. You take. You take advantage of cheap money, and exactly. when money is cheap, right. it's a good time to buy. Exactly. Absolutely. So getting right. hard assets right. with low interest rates. That's is, why there's so much money right now looking for deals. Like right. it's like record. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. And that's like, you know, Because interest buddy, rates are going to sniff right out. I don't know. Oh, they already are. Yeah. yeah. My buddy. No, he's like a public speaker. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's, dude, yeah. But my, dude, my thing is just like, I, I'm an accountant, right? I'm, I budget. I'm frugal. I don't sell. I, I've, I've, I've invested. And, and I, you know, like I said, it's for me, it's, I, I kind of have some, some of that business savvy, when it comes to that but yeah dude i mean if 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 somebody like i said if somebody came to me and offered me a million dollars you know and, it, and the label was good and and you know a lot of people would sign that yeah dude fuck yeah i would sign <laughs> yeah. that you know I, I would have no problem signing that like what what year did you buy bitcoin in so do you own like and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but do you own a full coin i own just slightly under a full coin of Bitcoin, um, and and I own more other I own other cryptocurrencies. I I am in no way like a Bitcoin cryptocurrency millionaire. Okay. Here's my story with cryptocurrency, and I love telling this story because yeah, I got in Bitcoin at um, at like 2017, right? Um, like I said, I am in no way a crypto fucking millionaire. Um, I actually own more stocks. I'm more invested in, in, in the U.S. stock exchange than I am in cryptocurrency. I, I own about, I think my portfolio right now is like 17% cryptocurrencies. Um, but I own more than, I own more than, than just Bitcoin, which I, I also pride myself in that too. I own some Ethereum. I own some Stellar. I own some Ripple. Um, How do you buy that? I can't find out how to buy Ripple. Well, you can't buy it because it's still under SEC investigation. I know. I try. I keep trying to buy it. And that's why I say I bought it before it was under SEC investigation. Yeah. Um, so I lucked out in that sense. You can buy it in other countries, but you have to like be there. You can buy it on cold wallets. So if you if you if you deal in cold wallets, yeah, um, like a physical USB. Yeah, yeah, you can exchange. I mean, I if if I've I have tried. exactly like if I have you know if I have Ripple in my cold wallet. And we connect just 
digitally, mm. I can give you Ripple. It's like connecting two Game Boys with a cord. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, It'd be a, like an under-the-table kind of deal? Not. It wouldn't be under really. the table. It would just be like unregulated. It's like if it I give you... Yeah. It's literally like I give you a dollar. Yeah. Like a physical dollar. Yeah. It'd be like, unregulated. Like, I, mean, I just yeah. gave you 10 bucks cash. Yeah. And then he would give you the Ribble, or I would the give ribble. you the rib, ribble? Ribble. What is it? ribble. Ribble? Ripple, like Ripple effect. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. what, yeah. What's I've heard the... people talking about it. Some guy told me to buy a bunch of it, and I tried to, and I couldn't because it was... I, I downloaded just about every crypto app, and I didn't know that you couldn't buy it. So I was just buy, like downloading all these apps, yep. trying yeah. to look it up and buy it. And what's I never... the value behind it? It's a utility currency. So... Um, a lot of at least what it's geared towards, it was they were trying to gear towards like banks, right? Transactions is what I Yeah. Understand. So cryptocurrency is, is interesting because there's multiple types of cryptocurrencies. There is finite cryptocurrency, which is what Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin is equivalent to gold, where there will only be a finite number of Bitcoin that will ever exist. It's twenty one million, right? I think right now it's something like eighteen million that have been mined. Um, but there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin ever. There will never be 21 million point one Bitcoin. That just will never happen. How do they know that number if there's only been 18 million mined? Um, because that's how it's built. That's how it's programmed. So the person who built Bitcoin yep. knows you that set these that are number. hidden somewhere in the blockchain? Well, they're not yeah. hidden. They're just unmined. So the way that you mine a cryptocurrency is by essentially processing power. You, you solve an algorithm, you solve a math equation. You, you hook your CPU up to the network, that is Bitcoin, and you solve a fucking math problem with your CPU. This that's, sounds so that's what you do. ridiculous. Like, and, it sounds like the matrix. Like it's and, just, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, the value of it is the energy, right? You pay for the energy to run your computer, and that gives value to what you've been now given off of your cpu power right that's why you have these mining fucking sites of farms work. exactly right yeah right massive um, sites so yeah and you can dude you can go down that whole fucking train of exactly like what what cryptocurrency is but like i don't know my story with cryptocurrency was one that did in essence change my life i had just been let go of my job and i'll make this really short I'd just been I'd just been let go of my job. It was one of the better jobs that I've had in my life. Um, and I mean, it was an awful job, but it was on paper. It was it was relatively good. And I'd just been let go of my job. I had to give my notice in my apartment because I couldn't afford my apartment. It was like two or three years after I graduated college. Um, so I still had a pretty decent amount of debt. Um, and I was I was in the red, right? I was I was in the red. I was 100% in the red, um, and I was kind of depressed. You know, I was still coming out of my my depressive slump of college and after I graduated, and it was the last night in my apartment, and I I got so fucking stoned. <laughs> I mean, I got so high. I, I, I was so high, dude. Like, I think I smoked, like, six bowls um, by myself. And um, and I was scrolling through Netflix. Shout out Netflix again. Mm. And, Netflix. 
you know, yeah, you know, it, you know, don't don't cancel your subscription quite yet to Netflix unless you've watched this documentary um, on Bitcoin. And I was scrolling through Netflix, and I the for you page came up, and it was this Bitcoin documentary. It was 2017, so it was right before. The huge fucking first boom, the parabolic boom, where it went up to like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, it was yeah. like sixteen or something like that. Yeah. I think it was twenty. Um, and I was so high, dude. I was so <laughs> high. Um, and I have to reiterate how high I was because I wasn't like I wasn't thinking. I wasn't even able to like think straight. Um, all I was able to do was just fucking zone out and watch this documentary. And I did not. I did not think for about I don't know an hour and 37 minutes however long this documentary was and it ended and I watched the whole thing and I for an hour and 37 minutes I did not have a single thought in my head and the second it ended a a thought an enlightenment came to my head and it was that seems like a good idea and I didn't minutes, listen to anything you just said but that sounds like a great idea yeah, exactly well dude I listened to everything that they said that's, subconsciously that's what I'll, exactly subconsciously dude. yeah it made it made sense dude like it was just it was you were thinking so deeply it that was it wasn't the only thought in I had. the front lobe exactly, of your brain dude. yeah it was so instinctive it was so sold you. It was so intuitive, dude. Exactly. Well, and it made sense because you understand finances as well. Right, mm. right, right. It was. I was. Yeah. I was. A, I was an accountant. I was still an That's accountant huge. at the time. Right. And and. Okay, so, yeah. Shout out to Netflix because, I they they recommended this 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 documentary for me and I watched it and at the very end I was like, dude, that's a good idea, and. And like I said, dude, I was, I was in the red. I was, I just lost my job. I was in the red. Um, I was essentially losing my apartment because I had to give them notice because I couldn't afford my apartment anymore. I I knew I was going to be either on unemployment or, you know, looking for a new job. I don't think at the time I was eligible for unemployment. So I was like, I was really fucked. Um, Why weren't you eligible? I don't don't remember. Um, well, I think I got fired. Um, I feel like if you get... Maybe for certain reasons. Oh, right. And and now that you asked me that. You think you got fired? I feel like you probably did get fired. Well, I did get fired. <laughs> I did get fired. So you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I did get fired. And the way that, like, the employer, the, the employer that I was working for, which, again, was the fucking worst. It was a small private company, dude. Just the guy was a fucking dick. Um, he always fought his unemployment claims. So he like literally would bring you to court to not pay unemployment. Um, and I remember specifically I applied for unemployment and he fought it and I like I like missed the fucking court date or something like that. And so I like I didn't get it. I didn't really care like about it. I was just like, I need to like cut back. I, I essentially was just like, I need to get out of my apartment. I I know I can't afford this anymore. It's a single it's a single living apartment. Like I was just like, I need to cut back. Right. Um, but I was in the red nonetheless. And I was, you know, living essentially paycheck to paycheck. And I knew it was going to be tough for whatever reason. Um, even if I did have unemployment, I mean, I wasn't making enough to actually afford the apartment at the time. So, um, so lo and behold, I was like, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. 
10 <laughs> I'm minutes gonna spend later, more money, even though I'm broke. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I downloaded Coinbase, mm. and this was when you could buy Bitcoin on credit. They don't, I don't think they allow you to do this anymore. Oh my god! But this was right when Coinbase came out, and they allowed you to buy Bitcoin on credit. Could you imagine? And I bought a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin on credit, and I think it was no less than two months later. It fucking went to the moon. And I went from being in the red to having, at the time, I think it was like, I think at the time I bought just over like half a Bitcoin. So I went from like being in the red to having like 15 grand in my fucking Coinbase account. And it was enough at the time to be like, wait, dude, like, like once that's awesome right like that's enough that's enough to just like be steadily okay. be okay right yeah. like i can survive off of that and that's cool right. but it also gave me this weird confidence kind of like what i was saying was like it was so instinctive that hunch that i had was like fight or flight it was fight or flight dude it was it was a gut feeling and it gave me confidence to be like I get this. I understand this. I understand why this is good. Why I thought this was a good idea. Why people are buying into this. Why this absolute parabolic growth of something that is an investment is, you know, growing and 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 being adopted the way that it is. And that's that's when after the fact then I started getting a little bit more heavy into into cryptocurrencies like that's when i bought ripple that's when i bought stellar um i have some stellar my 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 portfolio right now is it's bitcoin it's ethereum which thank god for ethereum i love ethereum um i couldn't really buy any more bitcoin at the time like i just didn't after after it blew up like it was like i couldn't i mean you i just i've bought some since and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm sitting at like just shy of one Bitcoin. Um, but it's like, at this point, it's like, you know, buying into fucking Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. One share of Berkshire Hathaway is $500,000, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, where, where, you, where do you want to put your money for the growth aspect of it? Um, and it changed my life, dude. It, it absolutely changed my life. Crypt- cryptocurrencies changed my life in that sense where it's like, it, it was it would it it, it 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 gave me that little bit of boost. It gave me that little bit of confidence, sense of safety. Sense of, yeah, a sense of security, dude. That's yeah. exactly what it was. It was a sense of security, and I was always really really stable in in my in my stocks, which is a great thing. Um, but I never really wanted to dip into that and and sell at the time. And then also I was you know, the money that I was bringing in, I was paying off certain debts and things like that. And and thus I was able to pay off some debts and I was just, I was able to get my, my fucking shit in line. Right. You know what I'm saying, and it was to me, if there's ever been a God moment, you know, like if I've ever literally experienced God, like that was, that was literally it. Like what are the chances of what are the, I mean, and, and who knows? Maybe again, maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's maybe it's Netflix marketing Bitcoin to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and maybe that's it. But but what what was that hunch in me to tell me to just like, dude, this is a good idea. You know, why did it why did it all come full circle? And at that point, 
you know, it, it allowed me to invest more into my music. It allowed me to like really focus on my music and, 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 and hook up with this one dude who like, I pay him, I pay him, you know, a decent amount. Right. But it's like, I'm now comfortable and it, it, it was an investment in myself. It was a risk that I took within myself and within my hunch of like, this is a good idea. And it just gave me more confidence to be like, maybe you should just continue to bet on yourself. Right. And that's like kind of the moral of the story in that sense is like, you know, go with your fucking gut, dude. Like if, if, if you know, if you're self-aware, if you trust in yourself, if you know what you're good at, if, 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 if something clicks to you. And for me, it was like my background in accounting, like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies made sense to me because of my accounting background. So like, it was part of that kind of like full circle moment for me. Like, dude, yeah, if you know what you're good at, if you know what makes sense, trust yourself and risk, take a risk in life. You know, whether it's a hundred bucks on credit or whether it's putting money into music, like, right. you know, bet on yourself, bet on yourself. Like, don't let anybody tell you else, like what you're supposed to be doing. You know, the fucking job that I was in sucked. Like it was a great job on paper. I was a, I was like a purchasing accountant. Um, and yeah, it was, but it was just awful. Like I hated it. Like it was awful. It would just sucked. And, and, and I, and up until that moment in time, I'd never really bet on myself. I'd never really bet on my hunches. Um, and, and since then it, it, it just, that's the, I always kind of reminisce and I kind of go back to that moment of where, you know, I, I just, I had a hunch and I, I took a risk on myself and I bet on myself and it was a risky investment. Like, I mean, even a hundred bucks at the time, like you're gonna have to pay that back. It's credit. <laughs> like this might not pay off. You, you know, I mean, Bitcoin back in 2008 was seized by the government. Like this could be an awful investment and like you could be, you could just be digging yourself into a deeper hole, but like it pays off. And, and at, at one of the most vulnerable moments in my life and, and, and times in my life, like like I said, it, it fucking paid off. And, you know, I mean, if, if anybody's thinking about, you know, getting into Bitcoin, it's like, you know, that, but more or less just do take, take a risk on yourself and, and, and max out your credit card, buy as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of story, credit <laughs> is queen. <laughs> I have heard a conspiracy theory about Bitcoin that well, there's a lot it was made by the Russia. Russians Heard it, yeah. to devalue the U.S. dollar. It's working. Dude, well, that's, I mean, again, and if then you, you look at it from... You got guys, look yeah. at the guys who are pushing cryptos yeah. right now. I mean, Musk. Yeah. Is, he, is he Russian? I don't know. He is uh, South no. American. No, or South, South African. South African. Yeah. But his, I mean, he's, yeah. his, his family's from other... Gary Vanderchuk, is he Russian? Um, he's all into the oh, NFT no, space. His dad came. Yeah, he's yeah. Him, yep. his he, dad's he likes Ethereum. He likes Ethereum. And dude, that's yeah. Ethereum. So you think is, they have all these like? So I'm saying marketers. Well, yeah. Well, I think as it's growing yeah, larger yeah. and larger, well, yeah, they're yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. There's, and there's definitely of, still Russian spies right. in the U.S. There's a lot of messed up, oh, stuff. right? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. There's, there was Russian spies here in the 60s and 70s, and it's not like they just went away. How do we know you're not a Russian spy? I could be. 
could be. I could be. We all could be, and we don't even know it. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I mean, that's it. It's and it's 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 definitely an interesting space. I, I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm not like a crypto millionaire. I I I feel more safe in the American stock exchange than anything. Um, but on the U.S. But I, on the U.S. You know, always. I, I, I mean, as exactly as much as I don't like our fiat currency system. Well, Rome, people were saying that back in the Roman days too. And Rome. Thumb, you think the you know. you think the U.S. is like Rome? Every great civilization ever falls eventually, dude. That's what they say. History repeats itself. I mean, we'll see though. I mean, like I said, I. I the regulation behind the U.S. dollar is is really what values the U.S. dollar. So it's it's, it's as long as you have the United States military and the United States government being a superpower that it is. Um, and I think it's our US imports dollars. and our exports as yeah. well. Well... Look at the oil. Right. I, yeah. I mean, dude, I don't even think it has anything to do with that. I mean, we're in so much debt with China. Like, Right, that's... True. I mean, if you really look at... Makes no sense to me. Right. If you really look at, like, the value... Again, a fiat currency system is is not one that is backed by any commodity. It's not. So, so nothing, nothing is giving the U.S. dollar its value other than the regulation, hmm. other than the government. That, that is literally the only thing that gives the dollar its value, the U.S. dollar at least. It's, it's saying, hey, you want to do business with America? Well, we got to say so first. Right. That's the only thing that gives the U.S. dollar its value, truly. I mean, what, what do we import? What do we export? What do we export? Real estate and like, you know, everything has, you know, value, I think. But like, it's how much of a U.S. dollar is. is so I, I guess I, I'm kind of confused. I'm like, well, it's a know, supply and demand. Yeah. Like if something's People more want valuable, to do business like, with Americans. People right. want to do business <clears throat> in America. And that's, I mean, truly, that because is. Because we own the land. That is what. Well, your, is house what, is what your house is worth this much cash. Your house is worth this much Bitcoin. Your house is worth this much, you know, Ethereum. It's it 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 everything's changing all the time, like but the vet like the, like a hard asset. I guess I'm talking about, but something that like I don't even know what I'm talking about. I think well, yeah. I, I, I mean, think what's I'm your question? Saying, I guess like, in that sense, because again, the government can print, like you've seen in the last two years, they can print three trillion dollars at the drop of a hat if they want to. Right. And what that's going to do is that's going to devalue. The money that's sitting in your bank account, sitting in my bank account, sitting in your bank account, mm-hmm. it's going to devalue everything. That's going to increase the price of transaction. That's what inflation is, right? Mm. So that yeah. is the value of the U.S. dollar is controlled. That's what a fiat. Right. That's the very definition of a fiat currency system. Is the value of the currency is based off of one thing and one thing alone. The regulation behind that currency, and um, I think it's the people too. Because like, what if like well, every single person was just like, I like for, I was using houses as an example, but like, if I sold you my house, I don't want cash. I only want Bitcoin. Like, you can only buy my house for Bitcoin. And what sure. if literally everyone said that? Like, you can't buy my house for cash. You can only buy it for Bitcoin. Then more people are gonna buy Bitcoin to buy the house. And like with anything, though, say they said I want, you know cases of Coors Light. Like, we decide what's valuable. Like, the people. We do. But let's say, for instance, Bitcoin and beer. Um, there is literally only a finite of beer that you can make. 
True. Right? Yeah, if you go down to in the nitty gritty, time, yeah. Especially with Bitcoin. Like with Bitcoin is finite. So that's where supply and demand plays the, the biggest part. With with if I have three apples, well, let's say I have two so apples. Couldn't you just say that Bitcoin is inflation? Well, it's an inflation keep, hedge. Keep, right. Yeah. It, it, it's being coined, up with itself. It's being coined as an inflation hedge, and 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 financially, what they what what you know what what people mean by that is exactly what you're saying. If the value of the dollar becomes less valuable, then I need to transfer that money into something else that has more value. And if people, if the demand for something of Bitcoin goes up based off of the people, if people want Bitcoin, so if the demand increases, then the value will increase. If I have two apples, so we have three people here, if I have two apples, and you both, well, no, let's say I have one apple, right? I have one apple in my hands. You both want apples, right? And you, what, you know, you have, you have dollars or let's just say you have dollars, right? Who, who's going to get this apple? Whoever has the mo- most money. Who's ever willing to pay for it? Or right. what if I have a gun? <laughs> that's regulation. There you, go, you, just, there you, go. you just, you just, you just exactly, there you're you answering go. your own question. No, that's what I meant that's, by that. Exactly, dude. Yeah. And that's, that's my point with the fiat currency yeah. system. America has boots in the ground in every country in the world, except for Korea, I think the Vatican, and maybe like fucking Iraq. And it's funny you answer that like a simple. It's funny you answer a simple question like that, and it comes to like money and guns, like money and violence, like it's either value, like, yeah, and regulation, and death, dude. basically, like your value and regulation, like life is all you have. It all comes back, and then money, like right, worth, dude. exactly. Like, yeah. That that is that dude. That's my point. That's what that's what we're balancing on a thin thin line here. That's what brings. That's what gives the U.S. dollar its value. Is 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 the gun? It's the gunpowder. It's the fact that we have the largest and the most invested in military. We have boots on the ground in every country except for, like I said, Korea, North Korea, and. I want to say maybe Afghanistan or like Iraq at this point. I'm, Does anyone have any boots in the ground? In the, I'm sure Russia in has North their Korea. boots. No. Maybe oh, Russia. North Korea. Korea. Not North Korea. Maybe China? No, no. probably not. Nope. No, dude. Nobody. Yeah, North Korea is a bubble. North Korea is a, is a fucking bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't go in and out of there. No, God, no. They don't let you in. Unless you're you know. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got it. This is totally out of left field. Do you... Covered Johnny Cash songs. Yeah, dude, like, I, I did a cover of a Johnny Cash song. On your, Let's do it. No, so, so my thing, because you have, like, I gotta say, you got a deep voice, yeah. like a deep voice, and yeah, like, dude. not a lot of people can sing like good Johnny Cash because you gotta almost have a naturally kind of deep man. voice. And yeah. I can see you being, I haven't heard you play it, but I think. Dude, I, I, I do. I love Johnny Cash. I thought you would crush Johnny Cash. Let's I do love a wholesome prison blues. Little interlude. Well, if you dude, feel like playing, yeah. Well, I it's mean, on. It's would, on my YouTube. I did a. Oh, okay. It's on my YouTube. Um, yeah, I, I've listened to it. It's good. Yeah, you know, if you. I was if singing you go it on for my, like the next four See, days. I listened to your Spotify. <laughs> I didn't go into YouTube. It's yeah. So it's uh, I haven't done like a like a legitimate recorded cover of it. I I mean I could because I kind of do my own version of it, dude. Like you should. I feel like that style for yeah, like dude, your you gotta voice. Listen to it. You got you. You'll yeah. love it. It, yeah. it, it, it really. You, you should you, play it live. Well, yeah. What are you fucking? It can you? I mean, if you got the oh, do you not know the uh, lyrics? 
Oh, dude, I could play it live right now. Absolutely. Let's That's see. what I'm saying. Let's yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why um, not? I, I like know. the interludes. Dude, like it's cool. Because you, almost, you know what? I think you should you should sing the song and then shut out your you should sh- shut out your shell. Because I, I, mean, I don't want to wake the baby. Oh yeah, just don't play too loud. Uh, I won't hit my high note. <laughs> Hear that train a coming, it's rolling around the bend. I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when, and I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Time keeps dragging on, but that train keeps a rolling on down to sand. I love that cover. I love doing that song. Um, brings back 
Sony memories for me, dude. Yeah. Being in here. Being in prison? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad would make breakfast to that song every single weekend. Like, we would wake up to the the sound of that album. And, like, there's nothing like waking up to the smell of bacon in that song. I'm telling you. Dude. That's a great song. God, crush that. You You should put that on your set list. Absolutely, I think it's always been on the set list. Um, I mean, if if there's any cover that I that I love to do, it's that it's that cover. Um, I only got two hours there, so and like I said, I, I have the the show. Yeah, dude, the show. Okay, so shameless plug here on the show. Um, it's my first show in two years. Um, yeah, dude, everything that's been going on. All the nonsense that's been going on and just, you know, not being able to perform. I mean, everything that's been going fucking on. You know, I, just, I, 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 I had the show booked two years ago. COVID hit. World shut down. Had to cancel it. And I've been wanting to play my music. I've been wanting to play the shit that I've been writing for the last three or four years. Um, because that's what I've been doing. I mean, amongst everything that we talked about tonight, you know... I've been musically, I've been betting on myself with my writing, right? Like, and I, I think if anything in life, I am a songwriter, you know, I mean, you guys asked me if I would ever get a record label or if I'd ever do a record deal. Yeah, I'd fucking do that shit in a heartbeat. But what I, I truly pride myself in and what I, I honestly think is my trade, you know, is songwriting. Um, and I've probably written in the last, four years since I graduated, you know, since I really started taking my music seriously, I've probably written, I don't know, 400 songs. 400 um, songs? Yeah, dude. You, you asked me if <gasps> I had ever written an album. And yeah. You've dude, written... I've, I have five albums. Written a dictionary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and... Some are good, some are bad. You know, there's obviously repetition in there. But yes, dude, I mean, I have I have my whole phone is just nothing but songs and, and ideas of songs. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I have in my back pocket, I have at least eight albums that I've written um, fully God. in their entirety. And so this, this show, um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Like, I, I want it to showcase some of my best shit. Um, but I also wanted to showcase my, my, my live performing ability, like my ability to like actually sing and my ability to like perform. Um, so I will record it. Um, I will take snippets of it and things like that. Um, I I might live stream it. I haven't really decided on whether or not I want to live stream it. Um, we'll see if I can figure that out. Um, the plan is to live stream it, but, um, you know, if you come out, it's going to be an awesome night. It's at Ladonia Cerveza, uh, Ladonia Brewery in Minneapolis. Uh, great Latino-style bar. Um, so, you know, again, just kind of full circle with the with the Spanish-speaking uh, culture there. Great fucking place. Awesome place. Um, Osseo alumni actually owns the place. So, again, full circle moment. Um really nice big 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 place so there's a lot of room a lot of space um it's a tuesday night may 31st may 31st tuesday night 7 to 9 p.m um 
And again, I'm doing all originals. Might throw in some covers there, here and there, depending on you know what how, what kind of time I have. But I I only have two hours. Um, Could kind of vibe out the crowd. Exactly. Too exactly. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a chill vibe, and um, I, there will be food. You know, there will be tables, so you don't have to stand. You know, it'll be it'll be a chill, awesome vibe. It'll be just me, um, me and my guitar, and I will will integrate some like backtrack stuff in there too. So like. Out of, I think right now, I think my set list is like 30-some songs. I think like five or six of those songs will have like a backtrack. So like some will be recorded. Um, and then I'll integrate some of my actual recordings too, like on breaks and things like that, just to kind of give like a little bit of a, a hint of some stuff. Um, yeah, dude, with that said, it's like, yeah, you, you'll be hearing a lot of just what I've what I've been itching to like give the world, you know, and, and, and finally really showcase what I can do and, and, and what I'm proud of, you know, like what I'm really proud of myself and in, in being able to do and what I think I'm meant to do more than anything. Um, and, and the journey is, is the best part, but it's also the hardest part. Um, but I, I you know, I, I, I've, I've already seen some little hints of success and it just keeps me going, um, little by little, um, here and there, you know, whether it's just people liking shit on my Instagram or getting a feature here or getting, you know, uh, Bob FM featured me in one of their homegrown series not too long ago. Um, you know, I've been putting out singles on Spotify, you know, like I said, I got, I got a pretty decent hit with that one, you know, Spanish speaking song that I did. Um, and that was awesome. And that was heartfelt. Um, and I've been working on a couple other singles right now, and I got a couple media placements um, that I that I got hooked up with these last couple weeks here. Um, so you'll see my name in some fucking media outlet um, uh, in in the next couple weeks here, which is cool. Like I, you know, I'm getting interviews and things like that. So hopefully, like like I said, you know, the more I just continue to bet on myself and believe in myself and just do it and have fun with it and just, you know, be proud of what I do um, and be confident in what I do, you know, Ho hopefully good things will come of it. But yeah, man, come to the fucking show if you can and jam out. And like I said, it's going to be an awesome time. Great food. Great, great beer. Such good beer. Shout out Ladonia. <laughs> they got um, their own type of beer? Yeah, it's a brewery. Yeah, oh, so they got nice. breweries on tap, dude. They got Latino style breweries. So it's like they've got fruity beers. Yeah, oh. they got fruities. They got sours. They got you know they have their standard IPAs. Obviously, you know Minnesota. It's like they can't. They got to cater to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely it is definitely a um, like a Latino style theme um, brewery, and you're gonna get a whole bunch of colors when you when you walk in there. Um, great place, great vibe, great atmosphere. Um, Beautiful, beautiful brewery, great spot. So do we show up or do we buy tickets? How do we go? Free, free, free admission. Yep, totally free, totally free to come. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have great sound. I got a sound guy. Like I said, I got I got lights. It's, it's just going to be an awesome show. Yeah, the sound is huge. Yeah. And like oh, testing dude. out the sound, sound a little bit before because yeah. we went to a live, and we should actually hook you up with Max. Oh, yeah. But he... Uh, that'd be great, actually, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun to listen to. He's like an 
unbelievable guitarist. Great. And he, he's oh, a pretty yeah. good singer, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. John Mayer vibes. You yeah. guys could He plays something like Olivia. It. just rips it out the Dude. same way he plays it. Well, I'm always down. I'm always down to collab. And that's, that's but I was thing. saying, yeah, the... Uh, the acoustics were a little weird in the place because the ceiling was really high okay. and he was under the high ceiling part. Yep. And then the ceiling like dropped down. Oh. And, and then everyone else was under the lower part. Everyone else was under the lower part. Yeah. Okay. Great. It was echoey. It, it's, yeah. This is a very good, um, like I said, a lot of space. The, the, I'll be on a stage. So I'll be on a stage. I got a sound guy for the night. He's got a great stack. Very professional dude, knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and, and yeah, dude, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've, I've prepared and I've prepped it to be a success, and hopefully it is. You know, I, I'm definitely yeah. taking it seriously. I want it to be a good performance. It probably will be one of my performances for a while. I, I'm not the type, at least right now, to, you know, play every weekend. So, I, I kind of I kind of tease people. I kind of you know try to incentivize people to come out in that sense. Like I don't play a lot of shows. Um, you played my uh, my sister's wedding. I did, dude, and I love playing weddings, man. That was um, you crushed it. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Uh, and, and I will say this too, actually. Now that you bring that up, um, I, I kind of wanted to start doing this thing for weddings, but also for the people that I'd actually played for in the past. Um, I'll have to talk to your sister about this because I just need, I probably just need to refresh on exactly what I played, but you probably know it too. But um, I want to do this thing where I start recording the songs that I play at people's weddings. Totally. Um, should. And I want to give it you to totally them. Totally. Right? Should. Like, yeah. I want to give it to them as like a gift. Like, yeah. I, so, like, the covers that I played, I know when it was like an Ed Sheeran song. So, like, I think it was like three or four songs that I learned. I would record those. And I would just give that to the couple. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. And that's, a, that's yeah, such dude. a fantastic way to do it. like the recording of you playing it can, live. Well, yeah, it yeah. could be that. Like, yeah. I, I could certainly learn. Put that into the payment, too, and like how totally. much that costs. Part of the, part of the bundle. Part of the bundle, certainly, yeah. yeah they it's part of your it. value. Yeah, if they certainly want it. But I figured, if anything, yeah, something to pitch. But also just like, I love when people ask me to play at their weddings. It's so personal for me. Like, I, I love, I actually probably prefer playing weddings more than I maybe play at bars just because it's it's more of a personal setting but like yeah dude that was awesome me and casey we played at your at your sister's when we 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 did we we rocked that we you rocked guys that freaking show. rocked yeah, it, dude, it was that sweet. was awesome hell yeah. yeah man so i've seen you play live and i've seen how good you are well, i appreciate live. that man. so Thank i you. think this show is gonna Thank be awesome you. it's the day after labor day it's, tuesday well it's may 31st may 31st yeah, is it Labor Day the thirtieth? No, not Labor Day. Memorial. Or Memorial Day. Sorry, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Must Day. be Monday, because Memorial yeah. Day is in May. So yeah, it's, mm. it's got to be the day You're after Memorial Day. Yeah, I mean Tuesday night. You know, I mean obviously people work, but it is only seven to nine. You know, like I said, chill, chill vibes. If, if I do record it live, I'll let people know. If I do stream it live, if I figure that out, um, I'll let people know. And that's cool too. If you could watch it live on, on you Facebook, you for sure should try and do that. Yeah, yeah you can sweet. watch it live on Facebook. That that's a view for me, man. You know, you, you looked yeah. at it, and that that's just as good as you coming out uh, to the show. Um, but if you are willing to come out, it's more or less for the for the venue. You know, I, obviously, I want to support the crowd, and I want to support the the venue, and and I want them to make money, and I want you know, I want to bring people to the show and and get people eating, and and I think just the vibe itself at the show will obviously be. 
a lot better than online. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I so mean. So, restaurant, time, and seven to nine. Ladonia Cerveza in Minneapolis, um, May 31st, 7 to 9 p.m. Michael Let's go. Lane, Date night. Michael Lane live. Fucking free show. Come. Be food, there. Food, dinner, great beer, great atmosphere, great vibes. Love it. That's the part I'm going to put at the beginning. Hell yeah. <laughs> right there. I'm going to clip that part, and I'm going to put it right at the beginning. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I don't know how many people are going to make it 34 minutes. If in, you did, we love you. We yeah. thank you. Um, this has been fun, man. Honestly, like, it's you, been such dude, a good thank conversation. Thank you guys for having me, man. I yeah. love this. Thank you guys so much for asking me to come here. I had a blast tonight. It was awesome it was conversation. Fun. And we always uh, kind of ask our ask our guests what they want to leave people with. Like any advice, any worldly or personal advice you have for anyone. Like something that you live by or that you think yeah, about dude. every day. I mean, I think, yeah, dude, I, I think I'll say it again, you know, with everything that we'd kind of talked about, um, you know, bet on yourself, bet on yourself, man. Like definitely bet on yourself. Take the time, take the time to invest in yourself and understand who you are. Um, don't let anybody tell you who, who you are because nobody knows who you are other than, and then you, you know, be self-aware. Um, don't let your dad, tell you that you can't do something. Don't let your mom tell you that you, that, that you can't do something. Don't let your teachers, don't let your coaches tell you that you can't do something. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something if you truly believe in yourself and if you truly believe that you're destined to do something. Um, you know, I, I don't know what exactly is in store for me when it comes to my music, but I know something is in store. And, and that's what I see. That's what I envision. And that's what I see coming to fruition with, with my life and with my music and with my investment. I know there's a return on it. I know that it's a safe bet because I'm betting on myself, you know. And I, I think when you bet on yourself, when you, when, you, when you are self-aware, when you know what you're good at, when you have confidence in what you're good at and, and you know it, like, you know, when you really truly believe in it, but more like more or less when you know it, like it, it's a confidence. You know that you're good at something. Um, th- there's no safer bet than to 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 bet on yourself um, and just fucking run with it, man. Do everything you can. Enjoy it. The struggle, the journey is the hardest part, but that psychology, right? That psychology and that investment is 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 the name of the game. You know, just staying focused and, and staying true to yourself and not pulling out, you know, not giving up. Know that there's gonna be ups and downs because, you know, there are. There's crazy ups and downs in any investment, but just bet on yourself, man, because there's no greater feeling than just, you know, giving it your all and and, and hopefully you come out with a win. So, cause there won't be a greater feeling than when the succession hits. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, it was inspiring. That. Everyone needs to hear that for real. Yeah. That was freaking killer. Well, thank, thank you. you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Guys. We might have to uh, play a couple songs here together oh. before you leave. We got, <laughs> oh, wow. we got three guitars and we got three Good. guitarists. Dude. I'll play the first two verses. And I don't know. So clean. The last. Oh, the last note is kind of hard to hit, so um, I, won't, I won't get it's literally G. That, but it's 
It's gonna yeah. be so cool. This is uh, GC. GCD. Well, it's we're just talking, and then there's a little music. And yeah. We'll talk a little more. Hopefully, the mic's good enough to. It will be. Let's make it the fuzzy. <laughs> I don't think it works yeah. like that. Spanish. You must. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, 